Next time, Henry, we'll do it legitimately. Scientifically speaking, as a medical doctor, you're beyond reproach. I don't know if you're quite the daddy that you thought you were, but, but a brilliant doctor, Henry. Nobody questions that. And I am your eagle. Because what did I do? I got you bodies. I even got you a fresh brain. I want some kind of credit for that, but of course I did it. I did it for you, man. Because I love you. Doctor. Doctor Henry Frankenstein. Henry, not Victor. Just like in the movie. I salute you. Frankenstein of the Hudson. Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 209. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, the show that puts the ick and trick in the eat and treat in modern monsters. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Happy Halloween. Hey. Hey, it's Happy Halloween. Halloween but it's, is it's it, Halloween week. It's close enough, anyway. Yeah, you know. The yeah. next episode will be after Halloween. It'll be the official Halloween hangover show, because it is literally the day after Halloween. Oh, so we'll Look. actually be hungover. Literally, we, well, most definitely Maybe. will. Maybe. Well, I think our plan is to have a bonfire in your driveway yeah. and throw candy at kids when they walk by. True. Accurate. So there will be lots of beer for that. That might as well be beer Olympics, you know? I've uh, I've always wanted to be the guy who hands out beers to the parents too, you know, and to the kids, and to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get razor blades. <laughs> not in their candy. Just I say that too loud. Not in their candy for actual, you oh, know, like for, for shaving. shaving. You know, <laughs> you know all those all those uh, you know eight year olds walking around that have the full beards. These yeah, days. I want them to. <laughs> it's the, the hormones. It's the, the hormones in the, the fucking the, chicken, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you shop at uh, Costco or Sam's Club and you get those giant ass chicken breasts that are bigger than like Pam Anderson's implants, yeah, you're killing your kids. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. Like, well, maybe not killing them, but you're giving them eight year old giant breasts and <laughs> and like hairy chests on the on the boys and mustaches and their hormones are all fucked up. That's all I'm saying. It's weird. It's weird times. It's a weird time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to, bud? Oh, not a whole lot. Trying to make it through this fucking audio. Oh yeah. Uh, we are having some audio issues tonight, and uh, um, we can't seem to figure out what's going on. Hopefully, you guys can't hear it. Yeah, hopefully not. I'm guessing you can't. No. So it doesn't really matter, but nope. we'll we'll just suffer through it for our craft. Yeah, man. Just sounds and, like somebody's and, eating Rice Krispies in our ears. Uh-huh. It's, it's really annoying. At least somebody's not whispering cupcake over and over. Cupcake. Oh, God. Cupcake. Oh, God. Uh-huh. That, was a, that, was, that was a J-Raj special. Oh. I, miss, I miss J-Raj. Me too. I still miss him. Um. Anyway, yeah, man. What's uh, What's been going on with you? Um. It's nothing. Really? Yeah, my life is, you know. It just is what it is, man. I ran into you on the street today. That was weird. Yeah. I can't get away from you. <laughs> I was so I was at Kroger the other day and I go and and this guy passed me on my left, you know, coming down the and and he had your stature and I go I go, "What if I thought that was Mike?" So I ran up behind him and like like pushed him or something and then realized so I, you know, I played that out in my head. And then as I'm leaving, I go to get in my car and your car's 
right behind mine. So it was me? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but you just happened to be at the store. Nice. And then today I go to leave to go grab some dinner from uh, Buff Wee Wee. <laughs> Did Buff you see, Wee Wee? Buff Wee Wee. What? Did you see that? No. I don't remember where I saw it, but somebody posted a picture where it was Buffalo Wild Wings and only the B-U-F and the W-I-W-I were lit up, so it was Buff Wee Wee. I like that. So Buff Wee Wee. That's what I'm calling it from now on. Kind of like Joe Biden at the uh, things last night, the PP people. <laughs> oh, you PP people. <laughs> like, I understand that Joe Biden has a bit of a stutter, and it came out a little bit last night, but like the way that he stuttered on the people, it just only said PP people, and it was very funny. And I, I, uh, I didn't take offense to it because I am a PP person. No, that's true. <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, I, I get to the stoplight here and I look to my left. There's this, this asshole right here. Yeah. <laughs> I had to quickly look in my car for something gross to. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> I didn't know what happened at first. He took like a huge he, glob of hand sanitizer and wiped it on the window so he couldn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were putting your hand up to do the like you were longing for me. You know. Yeah, no. Because that's what we usually, that's the kind of thing we would normally do. And then he just smears this liquid all over the <laughs> fucking window. I'm like, what? That's me when I'm driving. I always have a handful of some weird wet substance. And, you know, that's and then, how I roll. And then because this light is uh, honestly four minutes long, we rolled our windows down and had a full conversation <laughs> about one of the movies we watched for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah good times good times uh speaking of those movies i'm very excited to talk about them tonight man the kids in this movie are ugly oh yeah we're, really, watch, we're watching wait, wait, uh, joe bob's uh halloween hideaway right now look at that kid oh geez <laughs> good lord <Where> i go <laughs> yeah he looks like uh he actually looks like a really young jonathan landis <laughs> uh he, or brand no jonathan uh, brand brand no Jonathan Brandis. That's it. Jonathan jo- Brandis. John- I think he is. I think he's somebody, though. I think he's a famous actor. You think so? I don't know who it is, but I think he's somebody. I shouldn't be making I'm fun. I'm sure he's somebody. I yes. shouldn't be making fun of kids, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I do it every time I come to your house. <laughs> At this point, it is what it is, man. I am who I am. Um, so, yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, I um, Nothing Nothing too much. I did. I did finally start something that was a long time in the making. I'm now officially one season deep into How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Dude, dude. <laughs> they fucking did them dirty at the end of season one, man. I'm oh, fucking pissed. Was that when Marshall got... and Lily broke up? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Fucking Marshall sitting there. I wanted to cry. He's sitting on his fucking It's very doorstep. emotional. Good Lord. It is an emotional moment. But but, <laughs> but my but my spirit animal oh my God. Got, got the lady, so I'm very excited about that. Even though I know it doesn't last. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely doesn't last. Mike's uh, Mike's decided that his spirit an- animal is Ted Mosby. I am fucking Ted Mosby, the good and the bad, and I will admit that like one hundred percent. He sends us. We have this little Snapchat group that we're part of, like all of our friends, and he says, T- "Guys, Ted Mosby is my my spirit animal." And I said, "That must be why my wife hates him so much." <laughs> Because I've tried to get her to watch that show, and she will not, because she thinks that Ted and Robin are just the worst. Oh, they're the best. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they're they're oh. not the best. Yeah, they are. I no, t- Ted is... I Here, I love that show, and I do. Lo- I love Ted Mosby, but he is the worst part of the show. No way. He is. I, I 100% disagree. 100% he is. No. Who's the worst part, then? There isn't... There literally isn't a worst part it's, of the show. It's just like... I, I love lo- them all. It's just like, I love, I love Friends. Yes, I do love Friends. Ross Geller? The worst part of that okay, show. If, if the but worst, I still love though, him. If the worst is still in the ninety percentile, sure, sure. Then then sure, fine. I'm Maybe just saying. Is, I'm just saying. I, yeah, like you got a lineup of ten solid people, and all ten of them are great. 
except for one of them is a little less great, I'd then say, he's the worst. I'd say maybe Lily is is the worst. What? Yeah, maybe. She's such a babe, though. She is. She's a total babe. Again, it's still 90%. She's not the worst. She's the worst at the end of season one. Okay, to be so clear. she gets better. I will say this, though. Because of her... Welcome, I have no- welcome to the Himian podcast. Yeah, because of her, though, I have actually noticed that there's a horror connection with How I Met Your Mother. And that is uh, because of her, there is an in-thread of a ton of Buffy and Angel characters. You have uh, Allison Hannigan's real-life husband... Uh, who played Wesley on uh, Angel? Yeah, uh, he's in it. He's the he's the uh, the anchor man guy that uh, that is the anchor with uh, with Robin. That's her husband. That's her husband in real life. Yeah, is he much younger than he no. looks on that show? So she no, just she, she married, she married a much up. older man. She married up. Yeah, right on. Um, anyway, Go though, on, boy. So he was Wesley on Angel uh, on Angel. Okay. off of Buffy. He's funny. That dude's hilarious. And then there was the chick that taught Ted how to do the rain dance on the dance. Okay. On, or on the on the, the rooftop or whatever. Babe. That's Amy Acker. Okay. She played Fred also in Angel. Okay. So I guess it's more of a Fred reunion or a, or a, or a <laughs> Angel an reunion. Angel reunion than anything. But but Allison Hannigan was on uh, Buffy. I want to say more people show up. I they probably do. I want to say they do. I, I yeah. I don't I, know that for sure, but I because I haven't watched the series and oh, it's been over a year. I'd say at this point, <laughs> the entire series. <laughs> uh, I'm one of those people though. Like I can't get away from series that I love, and I I, I put them on. You know, like once I watch them all the way through, like two or three times, then I put them on as background noise. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I'm doing leather work and stuff, it's always I put on the office all the time. Sure, you know, and I. But it's I, d- background I don't. Noise I don't watch point, it. Though. It's like putting I don't on watch a it. I have the series so memorized by the, by this point that I don't have to watch it to know what's going on in the scenes. So I just turn it on for the you know the jokes and stuff. Yeah, it's like putting a record on that you've heard a thousand times. Sure, you sure. don't need to pay attention to it to enjoy it. And you, I'm, you just don't. I'm bad with that too. Like I get stuck on maybe three or four records for an entire year. Like I can't tell you how many times in the past six months I've listened to that Protoman. Oh yeah, well record. it's a great record. Oh, That's it's why. so good. A great. I go through phases on on different artists though. Like I'm in a Smashing Pumpkins phase right now. Go figure. It's easily one of my top two bands of <laughs> yeah. all time. But like I'm just they they they, they keep releasing new music every couple of weeks now because they have a new record coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, dude, get this. Billy Corgan did a. Um, uh, a Facebook live thing or Instagram live thing the other day. And he's like, and he, he always does this before like a big announcement's made. He'll go on there and speak like directly to the fans, which is actually kind of cool and explain everything, you know, cause a lot of times like news outlets can twist things around or whatever, especially when there's a lot of information and uh, the fucking, the smashing pumpkins right now are not only releasing their new record seer uh, in a month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the second part of their, their quote unquote shiny, shiny trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which started when they got uh, James Eha back in the band a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, um, they uh, he announced that they're they're not only working on a third um, shiny record, which is about seventy five percent being done right now. They are also working on a thirty three track triple album that is going to be the third and final installment uh, in the trilogy that includes. Uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, mm-hmm. and then Machine of the Machines of God, mm-hmm. which was their last like full band record before they broke up the first time. Yeah, they're finally making the third part to the trilogy they always wanted to do. So this is gonna, so it's a triple thirty three al- uh, song album. Mm-hmm. They're doing both of those at the exact same time. Meanwhile, they're remixing the Machina record that originally was released with fifteen tracks. Mm-hmm. The new version of it is going to have something like fifty two tracks. That's too, that's too many songs. It's ridiculous. That's too well, many songs. They did release, after they broke up, they did release Machina 2, 
Uh, but like they, because they were broken up, it was never actually finished. So I have a feeling it's a lot of that. Like it's a lot of tracks probably off of Machina too. Yeah. But like, even still, like, the, the pumpkins are going to be putting out a fucking smorgasbord of music <laughs> and I am here for it. I am so here for it. You're there for it? There for it. Or here? I, I'm everywhere for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love them. They're like, they, they can do no wrong in my opinion. So. Oh, I like the pumpkins too. I, uh, I don't know if I want to listen to a 52 song album. If I'm being completely honest, which I rarely am, being I, completely honest, but I would listen to a hundred song record, so oh. I don't, I don't even care. All right. Well. Um, <laughs> uh, enough about the uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, James. Let's talk about uh, what we're here for. That's horror movies. Mm. Did you uh, did you see that this um, this past week there was a study that was put out, a study by the uh, Broadband Choices. Uh, they're apparently a company and they did something called <laughs> the science of the scare and they scientifically broke down what the scariest movie of all time was based on people's heart rates when they watch it based okay. on all this stuff right all right uh, do you know what the number one scariest movie ever made was <clears throat> I don't I'm just gonna guess though The Exorcist no what is it Sinister 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 oh it's yeah it's 2012, a, yeah. Dude, it's it's honestly like that one that one particular scene, the lawnmower scene, mm-hmm. is on so many top like top oh, five it, scares. Well, of it all got time. awesome. We watched it. Hell yeah, it did. Yeah, no, it's um, a great, great movie. I would but never overall, have expected overall the scariest movie ever. Like never, I don't know about that. I never would have expected it. Apparently, the um, let's see here, the average heart rate across the movie, uh, the highest spike was 131 heart rate. Uh, the resting was 65. Um, I don't know what this all means, to be honest with you. But yeah, you don't know what, um, all, what all means. But it, it, heart it, rates? No, no, no. Like, like <laughs> what the what the actual numbers represent on a fucking heart rate thing. But uh, yeah, it's sinister. You're, you're looking at it. yeah, sinister was the number one. So here's here's the game we're gonna play. Okay. Let's see how many out of the top ten you can get. I got the list in front of me. It actually goes all the way up to twenty five oh, or thir- thirty five. But I want to do. I'm gonna focus on the top ten. Oh my god. And gosh. you tell me you tell me what movies you think are in there and I'll let you know if they're even on the list. Okay. Um I'm going to go back to The Exorcist. Okay. The Exorcist is on the list, but it is not in the top 10. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh not on the list at all. Bullshit. I'm going to call <laughs> bullshit on that. I'm calling bullshit. Yep. Um not on the list at all. Uh, uh The Exorcist by the way was number 17. Boy. Uh Halloween. Halloween. Number 14. Okay, I'm getting closer. <laughs> You're working your way up. Um, fuck. It's, Come on, we're looking for top 10 here, James. It's it's weird how you like you suddenly can't... Uh, um, uh, I can't like, I suddenly <laughs> can't think of movies. Um, Stop looking at my shelf because it's stopping you from actually thinking. Yeah, You're it trying is. to read spines. It is. Damn it. Yeah, uh, stop. Well, you're still doing it. Stop it. <laughs> Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, not on. Uh, sorry, number twenty-eight is Friday the Thirteenth. Scary movies. Um, Sleepaway Camp. No, that, that is not <laughs> on here at all. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, not on the list at all. What? Not even in the top thirty-five. Wow, dude, I'm uh, I'm really bad at this. You get two more guesses for for a top ten. Um, for a top ten scariest movies of all time, Event Horizon. Not even on the list. That's also bullshit. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Fire in the Sky. Not even on the list. Also calling <laughs> bullshit. 
This is that's bullshit, All dude. Right, here is here is your top ten. At number ten, the visit. Weird. Yeah. Now they're going by heart rate on this, the so visit. it's got to do with like how tense it is, whatever the jump scares, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I guess the visit could be considered. It, it's pretty tense. The you visit don't know what's was scary. There were a few parts in the visit that really creeped me out. In all fairness, it's the movie that kind of got M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong back into the into the spotlight here. So yeah. it's got to be in the top ten, right? Ding <laughs> Dong, shut up. <laughs> we haven't laid one of those in a while. It's fun. You know. Okay. So like, if you're talking in terms of jump scares, like. I, I guess I'm thinking about this subjectively. Jump scares don't really get my heart rate going. Sure. For me, it's more like stress that gets they, my heart they, rate they going. They got to be like talking one about... One of the movies that we watched tonight, the first 10 minutes was incredibly stressful sure, for me. Sure. And my heart was racing. But there was no jump scares. You well, know it's, I mean? not speci- it's not just jump scares. Yeah. That's part of the equation. Like they're Because they're talking about like the, uh, the, the highest spike. Okay. They're talking about your average resting heart rate while watching the movie, and they're yeah. averaging it all together. So okay. That, so it's all, it's all encapsulated. Now. All right. Hit me with um, the rest of the list. Number here. nine. So, so that was 10, the that visit? Was 10, yeah. Okay. Number nine, The Descent, oh, which 100% yeah. deserves a yeah, spot on there. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, number eight, The Babadook. Okay. Also good. Still on board, yeah. Uh, number seven. You know, a lot of people fucking hate that movie, though. A lot though, of people hated it. Duke. A lot of people are stupid, though, right? Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually very true. Uh, number seven, The Conjuring 2. Uh, I don't know that I've seen The Conjuring 2. I have not seen The Conjuring 2. Okay. I've only ever seen the first one. We gotta, we gotta jump more into now, the Wanniverse sometime. This one I disagree with. Number six, It Follows. I did not find that movie even tense at all. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. But to find and really find it all that tense, though. There were definitely tense moments. Uh, to be on the top 10 of all yeah, time, top, though. Top nah. 10 all time scariest movies, no way. Now, this one, 100%. Number five, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's good. I, I remember seeing that in theaters and like damn near shitting in my popcorn. Like, I was, <laughs> it was like, it, yeah, it was awesome. You would have, <laughs> you would have had to get up, <laughs> pull your pants down, squat over your popcorn. <laughs> And shit. Well, that's just that's just my normal pose when I'm watching a horror movie. That's not fear. That's like a wa- a well thought out I'm, process. I'm squatting on the floor in front of my chair, hovering over the person in front of me in the theater. That's my that's my stance. <laughs> <Okay>. Like, <it's, laughs> um, number four is Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh yeah, it's a scary ass movie. That was another. That was another pretty polarizing movie, though. A lot of yeah. people didn't like that movie. Yeah. Um, number three, The Conjuring. Okay. So there's two Conjuring movies on here. Sure. And then number two, Insidious, which is funny because Vito just rewatched Insidious, and he thinks it's one of the scariest movies he's ever seen. Insidious uh, is a scary it is, movie. It is a scary it's, movie. To me, I, honestly, it's the music. Here's my takeaway the, from The it. music from Insidious is what really drives that movie. Here's my takeaway from this, though. Uh, three out of the top ten movies are, are James, James Wan, Wan movies. Yeah. Yet everybody fucking hates James Wan, right? Yeah. Come on. Guy's well, good for a reason. It's the same reason people hate Tiger... Uh, 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 God, why can't I... Joe Exotic? No. Tiger. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the golfer. Why can't I... Tiger think... Jaw, the band? No. Tiger... And you're the worst fucking person to be talking about this because Tiger you Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods, oh. yeah. <laughs> God, I'm having a, I'm having some sort of event. Frosted here. flakes. Um, it's the same <laughs> reason. It's the same reason people hate Tiger Woods. It's the same reason people hate. I'm for some reason I'm about to go off on a list of fucking athletes. Oh, you're but, talking about your dad though. Your dad hates Tiger no, Woods. No, no, a lot of people do. A lot. Well, a lot of people did. 
and then he started sucking for a while, and then people suddenly liked him because he was, you know, showed himself to be human. Sure. But it's anytime somebody is too good at what they do, they get a bunch of hate. Yeah. And it's all born out of envy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, why do people hate our show so much? It's because we're so fucking good at it. It's true. Right? That's actually a fact. Like, like why we're, don't... We're actually on the top 10 list. Like, why don't more people listen to our show? Because they hate us. Because we're so good. Ooh, those boys so good. We gotta hate them. That's, That's it. exactly That's the one. And they That's all say it exactly <laughs> like that too. Exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> um. So what's number one? Uh, number one we already talked about was sinister. Oh, so, oh sinister. Okay, yep. yeah. So wow. It's, but another another thing I notice about all of those movies, they've all been made within the past what yeah. ten years. So here's I'm gonna 10, go through 10, twelve years. I'm gonna go through um, eleven through thirty five just really quickly. Okay, here. I'm just gonna name rattle them off. them off. So starting at eleven. Okay. The Ring. Okay. Number, number twelve. Quiet Place. Thirteen. Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Halloween. Yeah. Fifteen. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Uh, followed by Twenty Eight Days Later, The Exorcist, Hush. I did not expect to see Hush oh, on this list, Hush but good, uh, Hush was a great movie. Uh, it does not specify whether or not this is the 1990s one or the uh, the recent one. Yeah. Uh, Scream, not a horror comedy. Um, the Grudge, <laughs> The Witch, The Blair Witch Project, Alien, The Thing, Poltergeist, Annabelle, Friday the 13th, The Orphanage, Dark Skies, Ooh, Dark Skies, <laughs> Wolf Creek, The Omen, the Shining, Get Out, and Audition. Huh. Those are your top 35. It's a good list of movies. It's a really good list. It's a really movies, good yeah. list of movies. I would argue uh, that I would argue that some of them have that, you know, the 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 uh um the title of scariest movies, top 35. I don't yeah. know, dude. Like it kind of bothers me that all of the top 10 are newer movies. Well, I mean I'm not trying to be some sort of purist or elitist here either. Like, I truly believe that there are movies. Like, was the thing even on that list? Yeah, I, apparently, you did weren't I hear listening. You, did to I hear me, you say that the thing was number twenty-five? Okay. Um, I think what it is but, is that newer movies have more of a focus on those very poignant jump scares, yeah. whereas older movies were more about atmosphere. So your your resting heart rate might be a little more elevated during those movies, but you're not getting the spikes which this list averages in that's probably the problem see what i to me and it's also this is all very subjective too because to me what scares me mm-hmm. is different from what scares a lot of other people sure, well, yeah you know like if you take very if you're subjective. taking a sampling of people who don't watch horror movies they're mostly going to be scared by the jump jump scares sure. and you know all the really spooky shit which is why they're effective but to me like a lot of times i'll be more freaked out by the ideas of things mm-hmm. you know like um like like the idea of michael myers is a horrifying one because he's literally like this like this uh like a a, a machine a killing machine that sure. has no no uh, discernible emotion or or conscience like that to me is scary as shit because like if you met somebody like that in real life that's a horrifying that's a horrifying thing you know sure 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 so i don't know it's like i said it's all so subjective it's kind of a weird kind of a weird list to get behind yeah it is it all it is very subjective <laughs> any anything that has to do with opinion and stuff though 
is opinion is is by definition subjective. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was just kind of a fun list to go through. You yeah. Know, for yeah, Halloween, that, do a little listy list here. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, we should probably move on to uh, some other things. No, I have another list. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do we? Ha- oh, I have a list. What's that? A list of corrections. Hey. Stupid. You're so stupid! I may have misrepresented myself. I do not have a list of corrections, so I hope you do. Oh, uh, I do. I have a okay. couple here. Actually, uh, they're they're not necessarily complete corrections, but uh, they're corrections nonetheless. Uh, I kept saying that uh, Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow last year was raising the bar for indie films. Ne- I didn't necessarily mean indie films. You meant fan-made. Fan films, there you yeah. Go. I, I, I said I was kind of interchangeable in the terms a lot in the last episode, and I just wanted to kind of clarify it. But... Uh, indie uh, no indie yeah, films fan, look great a, though, but like a fan film is still an independent film. Oh no, no, it definitely is. But I'm not saying that this one raised the bar for all indie films. Indie films look incredible these days because the the they have way more money than even these fan films. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I didn't mean that. Uh, Never hike alone was the top bar for indie film in general, just would, for like fan films. I would I would go. I would almost say that uh, that fan films such as Never Hike Alone are sort of the new indie film. Because well, indie films now, a lot of them have about as much money as a as a as a big it blockbuster is, film is, would have had back in the seventies or eighties. That is true. A lot of a lot of indie films do have bigger budgets these days. Um, but that, that's because the idea of what an indie film is has also changed as yeah. well. Um, point is, though, I was talking about fan films last week. Also, um, his name is not Vincente. Oh, what is it? Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> we were we were just classing up his name the entire time. And I well, I've up, never seen Vincent with a, an E at the I end. I looked up a couple of interviews with him, and uh, all the people referred to him just as Vincent DeSanti. Is it possible that the uh, interviewers are just uncultured swine? It's possible that he just didn't correct them, I yeah. suppose. But I guess until I hear otherwise, I'm going to say that it's just Vincent. I'm going to keep calling him Vincente. <laughs> Because I, like I said, I, I feel like it just uh, sounds better. Yeah, there's some really gnarly kills in this movie. There is. And I kind of like it. The Joe Bob special has moved on to uh, Hack a Lantern, which we've never seen. <laughs> Great title, by the way. Thus, thus far, it's uh, it's pretty much all bad masks, naked ladies, and pitchforks, which is the essence of the '80s. It really is. It's true. <laughs> Um, okay, James. Speaking of the essence of things, what are, what what essence are we drinking? Ah, uh, well, let me tell you. This is a fine uh, pumpkin aged. Mm, it's actually smart. aged in pumpkins. You probably could for thirty days. Get a little rotten, but no, you can. Uh, have you ever seen where people will like for Halloween parties? They'll hollow out a pumpkin and then they oh, sure. they th- throw a tap in there. Sure. And then you can pour beer in it and then get your little get your little uh, beer beer keg going. Yeah. Um. So this is sort of from similar. what from Roke Brewing Company right here in Royal Oak, Michigan. We've had a couple of Rokes on the show before. Uh, yeah, and they never disappoint. They do not. Uh, this is Pumpkin Pie Milkshake Style IPA. I figured it's the Halloween episode, right? Fuck the movies. It's Halloween. You got to drink something pumpkin related. Yeah. Mikey's taking yeah, Mikey's taking one for the team really, here because really, really, he really, really truly hates pumpkin now, flavored in things. In fairness, in fairness, Mama Heckman made some pumpkin cheesecake bites the other day. She did. Which were delicious. They were. So, perhaps my my taste buds are changing a bit on pumpkin. I'm going <laughs> to say probably not. You kind of look like you're wearing sort of an orange shirt tonight. That's well, it's my you kind of look It's funny, my favorite color is orange, yet I hate pumpkin. Oh, weird. 
You are Weird. just a walking I'm contradiction. I'm an enigma, you son James. Of a bitch. <laughs> All right. This is a medley of pumpkin pie and soft spice notes. The blending of lactose Ooh. and wheat gives this beer a smooth, velvety body. Wait, hold on. Let me say that again with a sexier voice. <laughs> gives this beer a. <clears throat> hold on. <laughs> gives this beer a smooth, velvety body. Eh. Gives this. <laughs> it's not quite. It's not quite pillow talk. <laughs> Gives this beer a smooth, velvety body. Mm. No? Still not there? What am I doing wrong? Uh, Everything. Maybe it's because I'm looking at you when you're saying it. Maybe maybe those that are listening, it's just your voice. Wait, look away. Look away. Perfect for sipping autumn IPA. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I have a heart on. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I did it. I still got it. (laughs) All right. Hold on. I got to crack this. You already poured yours. I did, yeah. Um, and it, and it, I'll, I'll, it does smell like pumpkin pie. Oh wow! Yeah, it does. It does. It's, it's very. It's very pumpkiny. Um, so you so, don't. You don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin flavored anything. Okay. I, re- I typically speak no. Just the the flavor of pumpkin is just not my thing. I like squash. Well, okay. So now, it's not okay. Well, here's the thing. Squash tastes more like a pumpkin than any pumpkin flavored thing tastes. Because what you don't like, I think, is allspice. Well, but no, because even still, even if you make like pumpkin pie with like actual pumpkin, I hate it. But a pumpkin pie doesn't taste like pumpkin. It tastes like the spices that you put into pumpkin pie. Well, then fine. Maybe it's that. I don't I know. I think that's what you don't... You don't like the allspice. I, I mean, I know that you like... I think you put nutmeg in pumpkin sure, pie. Sure, You like nutmeg. Uh, you sure. like uh, You like cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's in pumpkin pie. I think it's the allspice you don't like. It's very possible. That, that's, that's extremely Because possible. when you go get like a, a PSL at Starbucks... No. Yeah. You know... It doesn't taste like pumpkin. It's not a pumpkin spice latte. Plum. Latte. It's pumpkin it's, sucking lips. It's a, <laughs> it's a blumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh, oh god. Oh god. Oh, you got them BMLs. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> or BSLs. Oh, kill me. Um. Oh god. <laughs> um. No, it, but it, it's essentially a pumpkin pie spice latte. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. My my point is though that flavor profile though of the typical pumpkin flavor things is I'm just not a fan of. Now this is actually this this is this looks like a hazy IPA almost. It does. It's got it's got sort of a like a hazy yellowish orange color. I was expecting it to be more of a. It looks like I was expecting it to be more, you know, like amber or, or brown, it, it brownish. Look, gold. It looks like if you, you know, when you're carving a pumpkin and you, you carve out all the guts, you know, if you were to take that and then just steep it in water and then wring out the water, that's what this looks like. Ew. But it's, it does though. Yeah, it does. It's like cloudy orange pumpkin juice. I just, I guess, with a milkshake, milkshake. Uh, oh, it's a milkshake IPA. That's mm-hmm. why. All right, James. I was thinking cheers. milkshake stout. Chills. Cheers, bud. Down the hatch. <sighs> See how this goes. Oh, it's actually not very pumpkin. Well, I like it a lot. I do too. It's not very pumpkin flavory. It smells more pumpkin than <clears throat> it tastes. It's got a lot of flavor though. It does, but there's more IPA though. I'm getting more of that IPA bite to it <clears throat> than I am anything else. At the risk of sounding like a total asshole, this mm, has there's, there's notes of juniper. <clears throat> this has a very uh. <laughs> complex taste <laughs> it does though there's a lot of stuff uh-huh. going on in this beer wow uh-huh. it's really good yeah that is good i'll drink that i mean you I are you're, you're currently drinking it. i am currently drinking it. <laughs> all right so james we've kind of kept it a little bit of a secret but what are we watching tonight well uh 
the movies, the idea for the movies tonight come courtesy of our good friend Vito Power. He had the idea for the concept. Yeah, and, and we ran with it. So he said we should do like modern modern monsters, as in like modern takes on the original the, universal monsters. The classics. So for tonight, we started with uh, a, a modern, basically remake of The Invisible Man, mm-hmm. The Invisible Man. And then also sort of a modern retelling of Frankenstein. Which this movie really embodied the idea of what we were doing more so than anything else. Embodied. It's not it's <laughs> ha, 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 get it. It's not it's not a remake. It literally is a modern interpretation. Sort of, of a readaptation of the Frankenstein story. Yeah. Uh, and this is a movie called Depraved. Yep. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And Larry Fassenden did it, and it's Fessenden. great. Fessenden. Fessenden? Fessenden. Fessenden. Um, whatever. He's just an ugly dude. But <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, You're just an ugly dude. It's true. But when I saw him in the bar, I go, oh, that, that must be Larry Fessenden. He's got an like, unmistakable <laughs> he, look. He really does. The biggest forehead in <laughs> in all of movies. <laughs> Larry Fessenden... Fessenden is to foreheads what Robert Zadar is to <laughs> the bottom half of your face. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell is to chins. <laughs> <laughs> Smash them all together. <laughs> fucking potato. You just, you just got a guy with potato. a giant potato face. <laughs> we love you, Larry Fessenden. We Come do on. indeed. Um, anyway, though, uh, that's... Uh, hey, James, I'm not going to steal your thunder here. Yeah, don't. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the... I thought you were gonna do it. No, no, not bleed doing feed. It. The bleed feed. All right, James. Uh, we do have a, uh, a death this week. It's a bit of a weird one. Oh, all right. Uh, weird, as in uh, how young it was. Oh, which is uh, always a bit of a bummer. Um. At seven months old, yep, at seven months old this week, rest in peace to streaming service Quibi. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yes. yes. It went under So already. Quibi was the bite-sized <clears throat> mobile streaming service where every single one of their shows was basically like 10 minutes long at max, and it was like very bite-sized shows. They were shot to basically be like portrait mode in your on your phone. It was... It was it was TV for what they thought was a new generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I downloaded Quibi, watched, because I wanted to watch. Uh, Sam Raimi had his show on there, uh, 50 States of Fright. Did you pay for it? No, no. I had, I had a free, uh, through T-Mobile. They were literally oh. giving it away for free, probably just to get I've, um, I've actually viewers. Been, I've actually been paying for it for the past couple months Have and really? haven't watched 50 <laughs> 50 states of fright yet. Well, like I said, uh, after seven months, though, Quibi uh, is being shut down. It was announced this week. Uh, with it goes the aforementioned Sam Raimi's 50 states of fright, Alexandra Aha's Tomi, and then you also had a show called The Stranger starring Makia Monroe, so there's a lot of horror people involved in it. Um, yeah, it just it just didn't do well. didn't catch on. Um I really wanted to like the whole Fifty Shades or Fifty States of Fright. Fifty Shades of Fright. Fifty, 50 Shades of Ramy. Um, but like, I just I just couldn't get into it. Really? I, I thought it was awful. Really? Yeah, it's it's just it's not a good way to watch narrative programming. How many episodes did you watch? I don't know, four or five. Really? I just huh. could not get into it. Like I said, it's just if I'm going to watch something on my phone. I want to put it landscape, and I want it to. I want it to basically just be like a small screen. I can You're do supposed that. to watch it in portrait mode. Yes, 
They shot it. They shot most of the stuff to be in portrait mode. Why? Yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> How hard is it to just turn unless, your phone unless sideways? I was completely mistaken, but I don't. I don't believe that I am. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. But um, you know what? It was a. It was an experiment, I suppose, and uh, it just it didn't pan out. So rest in peace, Quibi. Sure. Quibi the, Quibi the tiny little streaming service. <laughs> you will be missed. No, you won't. Okay, so it's here. Um, (laughs) Families that scare together stay together, right, Uh, James? uh Uh-huh. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Does your family scare together? We scare together, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amongst other things, at least when I'm there. (laughs) Um, One famous spooky family is gearing up for a return to television with the help of an unlikely friend. Who? What? 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 (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Uh, No stranger to the weird and twisted, Tim Burton is trying to bring the Adams family back to television uh, in a live action actual like TV show, which is fucking fantastic. Give me all of this. I want it all. Uh, apparently the show is going to center around an adult version of Wednesday Adams mm-hmm. and her adventures. Okay. Just fucking bring back Christina Ricci. That's perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. She was born to play that role. If it's not her, I won't watch it. Really? That, that, no, well, I That's probably still true. will. But like... I want it to be her so bad because why would you not cast her? She's the perfect age for it. She's the age of what she would be these days. Yeah. She already played the character. <clears throat> what the fuck else is she doing right now? I mean, I'm sure she's doing a lot of stuff, but like Black I have Black Snake seen, Moan too. I haven't seen her <laughs> in the public eye though, you know what I'm saying? So this would be great for her. Uh-huh. So I, I just I hope to God that's all that's that's what it is. But uh it's uh, the showrunners are Goff and Miller, the two guys that did Smallville back in the day. Okay. So uh, a lot of names attached to this. I feel like this is a it's a, it's a slam dunk home run, you know? Yeah, maybe. Slam run home dunk. Slam- you're not, you're not, you're not real. You're not a real sports guy. I sports uh, hard. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it could be interesting. It also could be. They keep taking, they keep taking shows and sort of putting the, I don't know, like the CW or MTV spin on them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't want it to necessarily be that. Um, but I'm totally down for. <laughs> Like an old Adams Family Munster style TV show. Again. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, played straight but for laughs. You know, kind of that that happy medium. You got to walk that that so thin you're, line. So but you're saying like like an actual sitcom? I or? wouldn't say sitcom. I would say something like um, on the lines of like American Horror Story or something like that. But maybe with a little bit more comedy because Adams Family always kind of was. Sure. Not you always know? kind of. It was comedy. Well, it was a comedy, sure. I just don't know that that kind of comedy though works today. So if you made it like a little bit more scary with like sort of oddball humor it would work yeah but i'm into it though yeah, I think it's great. yeah it's and tim burton's a fucking genius so of course you know all right let's see here uh speaking of people wanting to bring things back joe hill you know son of stephen king oh joseph 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 hill uh he wants to reboot his father's lone directorial effort oh yes maximum overdrive 100 percent in i was 100 percent in until i realized what he wanted to do with it coke <laughs> Cocaine. It will make everything better. <laughs> everything better. Joe, if you're not doing copious amounts of cocaine <laughs> while you direct it, then don't fucking bother. Well, here's dude. his idea. Here's and the, get Emilio. Here's the problem with it. Here's his idea. At least what I think is a problem. Uh, his idea for it is the time is right, okay? So basically, they're all self-driving vehicles. So no, it's no longer a comet that sets them off. It's nope. a virus in the electronics that sets them off. Lost and me, you've bro. got these giant te- Tesla semi-trucks, you know, wiping everybody out. I think it could be great. 
You're wrong, Joe Hill. Actually, hold on. Though. No, you're wrong. No, hold on. Wait, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going back and forth here because it's the same thing that they did with Chucky. Yeah, and I hated it. I fucking hated the new Chucky. Did you? Yes. I thought that we no. had. No, you liked it. I hated it. I didn't like it. I just didn't hate it. I, 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 I don't like the idea that all these fucking reboots have to do with fucking technology. I'm yeah. sorry, like. Do something original. Like the, all these old movies were original in like the, in the horror and sci-fi realms. Do something original again. Keep it sci-fi. That's what it was. Yeah. You don't have to bring everything into the modern world of fucking technology. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. You're and destroying the legacy of these franchises by doing that. It's funny how the closer we get to uh, AI going berserk... Being an actual reality, sure, it becomes less scary. Have you seen like, Elon Musk? That's already AI going berserk. <laughs> like I watched, I watched War Games the other night, right? Sure, fantastic movie, yeah. one of my favorite movies from the eighties. Um, I watched it the other night, and it's legitimately like I'm talking about the wrestling pay per view, right? <laughs> no, no. Oh, then I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm talking about with I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um with what the hell's his name? Young uh, Matt, uh, Matthew Broderick. Um, Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, man. The American Dream. Come on. <laughs> Dropping the fucking elbows. I, uh, I stopped, let, let me down. I stopped watching wrestling when I was seven, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> um, I, stopped wrest- I stopped watching wrestling when I was 47. So you have a... You got a, you got a few years left got to go. a few years left to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like that, that movie... It's not a horror movie mm. by any stretch of the imagination, but um, but like that's an actual scary premise sure. you know and and it and it works well and there's other movies from the 70s and 80s was, where ai takes over and it's and it's actually spooky but nowadays ai back then though was sci-fi right it's not anymore right like i'm i'm i've got a thing on my wrist that does everything that every single one of my pieces of technology in my house does so it's not scary anymore. Like yeah. AI is not like everything. Like technology has come so far that the idea of AI going berserk, even though it's a reality, sure, it's not scary. By the way, your your wristwatch, yeah, somehow got synced to my phone, and apparently last night your heart spiked for literally <laughs> ten seconds. I don't know what was happening. Oh yeah, but it was like only ten seconds, and then it was just done. Yeah, so best ten seconds of her life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Yeah, but but before we move on, though, I think it's a terrible idea. I'm okay with him rebooting it, but that premise, though, totally, it just sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Bring back the creativity in sci-fi and horror. Like, what? what, It's we're losing it, unfortunately. Yeah, every everybody's leaning into this, like into the tech. You know, technology. Black Mirror is a great show. Black Metal is a great music. Black Metal is a great <laughs> Black Mirror is a great show, but like, it's it's all being done already, sure. Joe. You sure. know what I mean? So like, steer steer clear of that. Like, put put the fantasy back into into horror. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't yeah. all have to be based in reality. I agree. Put the I fantasy agree. back into horror. Like put, a fucking comet flying by and making it. cars go berserk. That's put genius. The, put the fan back in fantasy. We were fans of the old stuff. Put us back into it, right? Put the put the. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say put the nasty back in fantasy, but you'd you'd have fan to nasty. Fan nasty. Put the fan nasty back. Fanny nasty. I've seen that documentary. 
Fanny Nasty. That is a fantastic porn name. It really is. Fanny <laughs> Fanny Nasty. I'm into it. All right, oh, um, let's see here. Some release dates coming up that have changed, uh, announced, and been changed. Uh, Don't Breathe 2, we talked about that was it, last week. Yeah. Uh, they announced uh, a date for that, August 13th, 2021, okay. is when that's going to be All up. All right. Uh, and the following week, finally, uh, has officially been given to Candyman. They found their new date uh, coming up here. It's officially been given the August 27th, 2021. So that's two weekends in a row with big movies coming out. Cool. And then also Ghostbusters Afterlife Afterlife has been pushed <laughs> after lice. Life after lice. After the breakout. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife has been slightly pushed back again from March 2021 to June 11th, 2021. From Thursday March 14th, 2021 to Friday, March 15th, 2021. <laughs> now, a couple, a little, like, you know, a little bit of time there, not too much. They probably wanted more of the summer atmosphere. I can't sure, blame yeah. them for that. But uh, those are your newer release dates. And before we get to blues here, um, I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it Apple is the worst company in the history of companies. Hmm. I hate them hmm. so much. Okay. Uh, and they've done even more to make me hate them. All right. Uh, for decades, It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown has been a staple of Halloween season on basic cable, right? Yeah. Well, not anymore. Now it's exclusively on Apple Plus. And you can no longer just turn on your fucking TV and watch It's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Because yeah. fuck Apple and they need a monopoly on everything. Well, did. Did ABC? I'm I'm assuming ABC had the choice to re up the no, re up their deal. No, their deal probably expired, and Apple offered them more money. Is what it was. I didn't hear anything about a bidding war. You don't switch the rights; don't change unless contracts are up. So the contracts must have been up, and they didn't negotiated a new contract with Apple. It just sucks because. I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like Apple wants to fucking own everything, and now they're now they're now they're owning American Treasures, James, <clears throat> and I don't like it. American also, Treasures, American Treasures that you can still watch for free. They also got it's a Thanksgiving Charlie Brown, and they also got a Charlie Brown Christmas. But they're all also, three of them. But they're also but they're also going to be releasing a special 70th anniversary Charlie Brown movie. They're also going to be, in in fairness to Apple, and I, I'll give them this. In fairness to Apple. They're giving a three-day window to where even if you don't pay for it, you can still watch it for free. Yeah. The problem is, though, is that like your old folk or whatever, right? Let's be honest. It's it's kind of an old tradition. You go to go to Nana's house and watch fucking Charlie Brown. They don't have Apple. They probably don't even have a smart TV. <laughs> so you can't watch it there. I don't know. I just think it's dumb. Keep it on fucking cable. Keep yeah, it on it, ABC or CBS, wherever it's been. No, just it, keep it there. It's It sucks. It does. Like I We watch it every single year. We do. Um, I have a smart, I have a smart TV or I, I have the capability to watch it for free on Apple TV on those days where it I is for to, free. Though? I don't, I don't care personally. I do. I understand that some people, I, I understand that for some, for some people, the reality is some people don't have a smart TV. Sure. So that, that really sucks. Some people don't even have internet. Sure. So for them some people just don't they have computers but they don't stream right I mean, there's a lot of it's it's funny yeah, for, so, for in this world that we live in that that is 
so advanced, right, with all this stuff, and most people probably, you know, you'll use this stuff. It's a lot of people that don't still. Yeah. So taking something like this, which has been like an American family staple mm-hmm. for decades, then taking that and just removing it. It's like, it's like taking Sesame Street off of fucking PBS and putting it on, what is it, HBO now? That's I, like horse shit. Well, they what still absolute horse shit. They still run them on PBS. Like, they run reruns on PBS. They still run they they run the new episodes on PBS like a few weeks later, don't they? No. Oh, they don't. They did originally. I don't believe they did. Oh, anymore. okay. Yeah, I lost track. Yeah, of that. it's. I don't know. I just um, don't like that. I don't like the 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 the, 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 the giant conglomerates buying up pieces of Americana. And let's be honest, Charlie Brown <laughs> is Americana. I mean, I just don't like it. I don't when know. it when it comes to streaming services, though, Apple Plus or whatever the hell it's called is not one of the bigger ones. No, it's very specific. So yeah, of course, Apple is a huge a huge company, but as far as their streaming service go, like, would you be equally? I'm you. I'm assuming you'd be equally as pissed if this was Netflix or Hulu. I would say that Netflix is a bit more mainstream than Apple Plus, and where I would still be upset that it's not on basic cable. Um, I think Netflix might be a little bit more accessible to most people. You know, even a lot of your older people that don't aren't tech savvy. My parents, for example, love them to death. They're not tech savvy people, yeah. but they know how to use Netflix at least. Right. You, know, you start adding on all these other different streaming services, they just they, they just get kind of confused because it's not their world. I know? mean, unfortunately, that's just sort of the direction I we're know. going, though. But just keep it. A, I would rather it, it, see. It's kind of. It's like. It's like back in the day when our our grandparents were used to listening to um, used to listening to uh, programs on the radio. Like you they still used can, to. Though. They used to have sitcoms on the radio. Sure. Right. Sure. And then all of a sudden, everything was moving over to television, or and it was a scary time because everything was moving so fast, and technology was taking over. Like, I'm so afraid of the picture. I mean, it's. <laughs> have you seen this new moving pictures? I don't know. I just. I. It's just. It's just like, like it's. It sucks, but it's the way it is. I feel so, very. I feel very strongly about the idea that Charlie Brown should die with the television and only move when it's not able to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one of those things that just should always be there. You should be able to turn your TV on. You should be able to go to one of the basic cable channels, and there's fucking Charlie Brown. Like it should just be there. So Charlie Brown should die with the television. No, well, like the the <laughs> not die, but like he should be on TV for as long as basic cable exists. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Basic cable might not exist for, and that's in the grand scheme of things, basic cable might not exist for too much longer. And that's fine. So but it my, makes sense for it to move to streaming services. Uh, not that one. I don't know. I hate Apple. I, I, <laughs> I it, it's fine. Your your whole hang up here is that it's Apple. I, my whole hang up is is a that it's Apple. B that it's no longer on basic cable. I can see like Apple having the rights to it year round. Just let them. Just let ABC play it once a year, one night for an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that hard. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. We're harping on this a lot more. James, what's new on Blue? <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, if you didn't grab Gamera, the complete collection set from Arrow Video, which offered all 12 films... Didn't. You'll now have a chance to pick up three smaller sets that are all due on January 26th in the U.S. Will. All right. The three <laughs> releases will be Gamera, the High Sci Trilogy, limited edition Blu-ray in a stunning steelbook packaging. Gamera, the High Sci Era... That's not, not stunning. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, never mind. No. I, I, I was so mistaken. It, it might be a hard joint because it's literally hard, but it's not a hard joint. <laughs> I was mistaken. I'm so, so sorry. 
Gamera the High Side Era on Blu-ray and Gamera the Showa Era on Blu-ray. Uh, and like I said, that'll be out on January 26th. Very awesome. Uh, coming to DVD is Brian Dufield's Spontaneous, an adaptation of a novel by Aaron Starmer in which teenagers, on top of navigating all of the normal perils of high school, now have to deal with a strange epidemic that has some of their classmates spontaneously exploding. Which is spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous combustion. Which is like your f- f- worst fear. Oh, it is. Yeah. Realized. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, so that sounds like a fun that's one. Why Spon- no, that's why I no longer drink gasoline <laughs> and swallow lip matches. Weird. Uh, spontaneous is already on VOD platforms and will be available on DVD on November the tenth. I'm into it. All right. Uh, my last bit of news here uh, is this is. Easily the best news of the season. Um, it's 2020, right? You can't really do a whole lot. If you're keeping the kids in this year because you're afraid of the COVID, no one can blame you. But it's going to make for a little bit of a boring Halloween, you know, Super. night or two. And uh, if you're going to be stuck at home, you might as well, on October 30th, the night before Halloween, tune in to the New York Restoration Projects. Uh, I'm sorry, the New York Restoration Projects streaming special of Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Why does it have to be on a streaming service? Oh, I hate shut that. The fuck up. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a uh, a reunion of the Sanderson sisters, oh, all of the originals, nice. in original like costuming and everything. Okay, they're going to be there. Uh, it's hosted by Elvira. Oh, it's just all good things. By Very the way. cool. All good things. I don't know that they're going to actually. I don't know that they're going to play the film. But uh, they do have, uh, like I said, all three Sanderson sisters coming back uh, in full-on, you know, hocus-pocus garb, the whole deal. Uh, and there's tons of... Can so- you name them? Who? Like the, the yeah. actual names of the sisters? No, the actresses. Oh, uh, you have, um, what's her, uh, Bette Midler, uh, uh, not Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh-huh. Uh, and I do always forget the other one, though. Kathy Najimy. Yeah, I, I would not. I would never pull her name out of my ass. Um they're all going to be there, hosted by Elvira, like I said, and there's going to be tons of special guests, such as Glenn Close, Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Sarah Silverman, John Stamos, Meryl fucking Streep. Come on. It's crazy. You had me at John Stamos. Yeah, right on there. Um, <laughs> it costs 10 bucks. That's it. Oh. It's a $10 entrance fee to uh, be alive. Uh, I, th- I believe that's live at least. But um, yeah, live at least. Uh, it, that's, that's a small price to pay though for this. You know, I, I don't know that it's live. I think they already pre-filmed a lot of the stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, 10 bucks is not that much. I just think it's funny that we're coming off of a, <laughs> we're coming off of a story of you bitching about a streaming service now having It's the Great Pumpkin. And now you're saying... Oh, 10 bucks for a streaming show? No, 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 no. Not a big deal. My point was that Charlie Brown is Americana and it belongs to be free on basic cable. That's all I'm saying. All this other new stuff, that's fine. You don't you don't think that Hocus Pocus is Americana? I, not in the same way, I'm sorry. Um, but that's exciting, though. You're, you're probably right. And this is a one-time showing and it will not be broadcast again. So oh. that's it. Fair. If you miss it, you miss it. Fair. Um, so just fucking pay the 10 bucks. Why not? There's a picture here actually of Bette, Bette Midler posted to her Instagram as a picture of them on a blue screen uh, doing stuff. Does it look good? Yeah, dude, it looks awesome. I love Hocus Pocus. It's one of my favorite uh, Halloween movies ever. So uh, pretty excited about it. So get your Reese's Pieces and uh, hey, curl up next to the tube. The boob, the boob tube. <laughs> the old boob tube. Or just curl up next to boobs. That's, that's even better. I like that. 
just you you that's a, if you that's don't a, if you don't got boobs do the tube it's that's a good idea thing. that's a good and that's fun for everybody or do both does anybody <laughs> does anybody not like boobs i don't think there's anybody that doesn't like boobs um i don't know a single person we have several gay friends that have said how much they like boobs. oh yeah oh yeah so, i think they like them more than we do to absolutely be they do and uh, can't blame them. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't, and I don't. Um, so it's a good time for everybody. Absolutely. So curl up next to the boobs and the boob tube, and watch yourself some hocus pocus. Spend ten bucks. It's less than a hooker. <laughs> well, <laughs> depends on where you are, I guess. <laughs> if you live near Detroit, it might not be. But you know, uh, that's that's all we got to end. That's all I got for the news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a little bit, a little bit of a break. Pour ourselves another pumpkin pie beer because we need that. Yeah, we definitely need it. And uh, we'll, remember we'll, when Dave Z called in at our 200th episode and he goes, "You guys actually do the show and you don't even sound drunk. It's amazing." Not fucking tonight. <laughs> yeah. Here's one for you, Dave Z. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back and we'll uh, we'll be talking about some modern monsters. Oh yeah. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James. All right, Michael. You ever heard the expression, now you see me, now you don't? A couple of times. Yeah. We're not just talking about... Magic man. That, yes. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the Invisible Man. Now, so for this uh, for this Halloween season, we decided to take some uh, classic universal monsters and see where they are nowadays. The updated, modern versions of them. And what are the... T- so, like, Invisible Man... Uh, uh, Invisible Man, you get uh, Dracula, Dracula Wolfman, Franken, Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster, the Mummy, the Mummy. Now we're only picking four out of the uh, out of the whole plethora, so got to save some for next year. You know what I mean? You'll have to wait to see what's coming next week too, though, because this is a two parter. But and then next year, yeah, yeah, because we will definitely be here next year. I mean, I, at this point, yes, we have nothing better to do. So true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um. <laughs> We didn't want to go the whole just reboot route. We figured that if there was a reboot that was like uh, that that fit the criteria, we would do it, such as The Invisible Man. Right. But uh, our second movie, uh, Depraved, is like I said, that's like the the exactly what we wanted. It's a modern retelling of the Frankenstein story. Yeah. So I'm very excited to get into that. But before we do, we are talking about The Invisible Man. This movie came out um, almost two years ago, if you can believe it. In, it did. It in, did. in February of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't realize it came out this year. It's that, just that, because it seems so long. It's just ago. because this year has felt like two years. It, dude, it uh, really has. So like, yeah, I actually did a double take. I when I was writing down my notes for this, uh, and I had the year that I was putting out. It had to come out in 2018, right? End of 2018. It's got to be about a year, year and a half old at this point. Nope, definitely came out February of 2020. Can like and six months ago. Fuck my life. <laughs> um, anyway, though, directed by Lee Winnell, the incomparable Lee Winnell. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of his history because if you don't know who he is by now, then you don't deserve to. Then what you doing? It's as simple as that. Clearly, yeah. you've never listened to our show because we love Lee Winnell here. Um, when Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life, 
and leaves her leaves her his fortune. She suspects his death his death was a hoax. As a series of consequences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by somebody nobody can see. So you this, did a good job reading that. I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> this is another one of those situations that I almost can't stand. Where they and we were talking about this with the maximum overdrive thing in in the uh, the bleed feed. They keep taking these stories that have these supernatural elements to them or sci-fi elements to them, and they're changing it all into fucking modern technology. Now, what I'm going to say about The Invisible Man, though, is that I thought this movie worked extremely well. This, I liked this movie a lot. I was going to say, lot. this one I had less of a problem with. I agree with you. When it came to using te- like modern technology but as the basis. it's still that, though. Yeah. You know, and, and so on principle, <laughs> I have to kind of... Are you okay? It's yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I went to inhale to tell you to shut the fuck up, and then I I accidentally. And then God said no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's it's different though because what we were talking at least what what I'm sick of is AI. Sure. AI run amok. Oh, you mean like the new Child's Play that you also liked? Well, <laughs> there were elements of it that I liked. Um, there shouldn't have been because that's movie what was terrible. Shut up! Shut your fucking mouth. Sorry. Um, there are. Uh, yeah, it's 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 mostly it's mostly like AI run amok. That's what I'm sick of. Sure. This was different. This was this was you're you're dealing with um uh optics and stuff like that. Uh which this this is this is an avenue that uh they haven't explored much. I mean it's still technology, but it's it's the kind of thing they haven't explored much. Like this kind of that kind of camouflage that uh like refract refractive reflective camouflage sure. has been around for years. Oh yeah. They've never really spun it into anything other than uh, I like the predator. You because know? they haven't really decoded it from the aliens yet. The predator. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um so I'm I thought it was about real life though. I thought it was I thought it was cool. Um the suit itself like like when you see it and you realize that it's made out of you know thousands of tiny little cameras i'm like okay well that's unrealistic and and kind of stupid and whatever but uh as a whole though like the idea of technology being what drives the uh the actual power of the invisibility in this movie i thought was i I thought it worked pretty well and it's it didn't take away from it didn't take away from the the somewhat supernatural feel of it. No, the tension on this movie was real. Oh, it was, it was real. It was, the first 10 minutes of this movie palpable. are... You could palp it if you, you wanted you to. You literally could palp it. <laughs> I've got nipples. You can palp me. Um, no, like the, the first 10 minutes of this movie, though, because they, they drop you in to the middle of a story, basically. Oh, dude. And I, and I kind of loved that they did not spend time to explain what was going on. You learned as you went. And uh, and uh, Elizabeth Moss, who played Cecilia, is so good that she exuded that out in her performance. So you almost didn't really need the backstory because between her mannerisms and between her story, yeah. you learned it all in due time, and yeah. that's all you needed. And the layout, the layout for the first ten minutes of this movie, like so, this house that they were shooting in yeah. was incredible, right? Um, it was like fun this... story. Wasn't one house. Oh, it wasn't? It was three or four different houses. Okay. That well, were pieced together. For, I mean, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so, but the, you know, the perceived house yes, that they were yes. shooting in it was amazing. was incredible. There was a fucking bat cave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, the first 10 minutes of the movie, and by the way, this came out this year only like seven, seven months ago or some heavy spoilers. Yep. We're going to talk about the whole movie. So if you, if you're here and you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. 
We're going to make the invisible visible. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first the first 10 minutes of this movie, following her throughout this this completely silent house, there's really nothing happening, but it's it's all her character. Yeah. It's all in you can you can feel how scared she is, and it's incredibly effective. Yeah. Like I looked at you at one point in time and I, I don't think I had like I my I had a beer in my hand, hadn't taken a single sip, which is crazy, you know, because I'm always sipping on the beers. Um, I hadn't, I don't think I had breathed in like two minutes. It really did keep and you I on fu- the edge of I looked seat, over yeah. at you and I go, this is fucking stressful, yeah. dude. I don't. And then, and then like toward the end of it, we're like, go fucking run. Like, what are we you doing? We were yelling at the screen. Yeah. yeah. Was there. I don't remember honestly, but was there any music that was playing at all in the first ten minutes? I don't I, think there was. I don't remember. And if there was, it was very, very minimal. Because what I remember most is like the crashing of the waves. Yeah. Because they're they're on this incredible mansion, like this, you know, beautiful modern, like uh, as far as as far as architecture go, it's modern art on the on this bluff, like right on it's the, the edge of, of the ocean. It's the kind of oceanside house that you would expect to fall into the ocean in the next ten years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and honestly what was most uh prevalent to me was was the crashing of the waves outside. So it yeah. kind of made me wonder like oh no, because I guess she had she already kind of planned it out with her sister to yeah, have her meet had, up. Because yep. I was like I was wondering if she had specifically planned on a night where um, like maybe she hadn't planned ahead of time, like a month. Like maybe she checked the weather patterns and no, she knew I, when it was going to be really. But I guess if you're, from, I guess, I guess in a place like that, probably the waves crash every single night, right? Judging from the the response of her sister when her sister picked her up on the side of the road, it was a very last minute thing because okay. her sister was very confused. Yeah. Um. So basically, what what, what we're well, getting... she also couldn't she also couldn't clue her sister in as to what she was doing seemed, because because her minute, husband though. Adrian had tabs on yeah. everything she was doing, which is again why she probably couldn't plan it in advance. So it seemed like a very last minute thing where she was kind of begging her sister, just be here at this right. time, pick me up. Basically, what what it was is she's running away from an abusive relationship. Yeah. And she had to sneak out of the house and have this giant elaborate plan in her head just to get out of the house and get away from from her uh, boyfriend. And um, and it almost went to plan. It was what? It almost went to plan. <laughs> almost went to plan. <laughs> it's called vocal <laughs> dynamics, Michael. Maybe you should look it up sometime. Don't worry. What I just did is probably about my singing voice makes, these days. So. Makes me more likable. Oh, is that it? Yeah, in the end. The girls really like... <laughs> they really like this side of me, guys. Um, no, I... So she's trying to get away from her her boyfriend though, who is this abusive fuck basically, yeah, he's, this yeah. rich asshole who thinks he can get away with anything. Super controlling, controls everybody, yeah. and um, and so she eventually she gets away, and then she she moves in with uh, this guy named James, this big hulking fucking dude who I gotta be honest with you, he could protect me any day. Dude was just kind of like a, a hulking <laughs> awesome guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was rad. I liked his character a lot. Um, at first I actually thought that, at first I thought he was her brother-in-law. So I did thought that, I. I thought he was married to one of her sisters, because there was two sisters, wasn't there? No, no, just the one sister. See, I thought there was two for some reason. 
Why did you think there I was don't two? know? I don't know. I thought there was two. <laughs> I thought that he was married to one of his sisters, though, is what I was originally thinking. But was he just a friend? <laughs> you, you just said I thought he was married to one of his sisters. <laughs> <laughs> one of her sisters. Um, My point is though, is like, yeah, was I he think, just a friend? yeah, I think that they were just like family friends. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but so she goes to she goes to stay with this guy and his daughter, uh-huh. um, and she's obviously like just completely traumatized through paranoid to leave the house the whole deal and it's because she thinks that no matter where she goes like her husband is a is a is a genius in the in, in the field was she of, married to him was it were, were they was it boyfriend or husband oh, i, I got wait i guess if she got part of well no because that was set up i don't know i don't remember if they were married or How not do i uh they weren't i'm, I'm just gonna call them her well, husband, they weren't whatever. happily married i'll tell you that much <laughs> um he was he was a this incredible genius in the field of uh, of optics and mm-hmm. you know made tons of money doing work for who knows who knows who you know like just Russia yeah <laughs> <laughs> Russia the government the government of Russia um but so she thought like because he was so tech savvy he would be able to track her anywhere she yeah. went so she was just like terribly paranoid yep. Uh, she wouldn't even time. leave the house to go get the mail because she was paranoid that he would be like right there waiting for her. Right, right. Um, pretty. I I, I want to say probably pretty stereotypical for a lot of people who are in those situations where they're just terrified of their significant others coming back to find them. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's yeah. it's very understandable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it. Uh, her situation though was a little bit different because mm-hmm. she she knew that he had these capabilities outside of the normal person. Like he had all this like tech on his side. He was a very smart dude, very manipulative dude. Like it was, it was, it was kind of freaky to the sense, to the point of, I can feel for her being that afraid because I can't even imagine not being able to step outside of my house without thinking that, somebody was there coming to get me because you know that person has the capability right. of doing so. Right. That's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that actually sets up um some of the coolest not coolest, but like some of the most effective parts to me in the movie are early on early on when she's uh at at his house. Uh James's house, yeah. And um I, I looked at you at one point in time. I said that uh, um, Elizabeth Moss, her as an actress, her reaction in that moment was spot on. Just and like which moment? Just perfect. There was this one moment where, um, so she was starting to feel a little bit more comfortable at James's house, mm-hmm. and like you know, starting to starting to not feel like she was being watched all the time. And then there was this one moment where. She's in her in the guest room, kind of unpacking her stuff, and then all of a sudden, she just does this. Like she stops and she kind of like listens for a second, and then she she does that sort of like sharp inhale, like yes. and like turns around and looks. And I got goosebumps because every once in a while in my life, like there's there are times where I feel like I'm being watched by somebody, and it's that it's that exact same feeling where you just like you your breath catches. It's me. <laughs> I know it's usually you, <laughs> which. <laughs> Which makes me feel better about the whole thing, but I just thought, like, I thought, I thought she played this role so amazingly well and was so effective at making, because there was nothing there. Like there was, it's it's, she had to play against nothing. It's it's one of those like going back a few episodes where we were talking about our fears, and one of my fears was like fear of the unknown. This is 
this is to the T, like fear of the unknown. Yeah. You know? Because you turn around, there's nothing there, but you still have this feeling that something is behind you or this feeling that something like is watching when, you, it's and like it's when incredible. You're, it's like when you're a kid and you know that there's something under your bed or yeah. there's something in your closet. Like right. You fucking know it as right. a kid, and you're just terrified by it. <laughs> That's what this is on like an adult scale. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately for her, though, this person could actually break into her house and kill her or kidnap her or do whatever. So she's absolutely terrified by this. And every time that... The thing is that she isn't crazy. Whenever she feels it, you come to find out there is something there. Um, I will say this. There was one scene in uh, in the trailer that was not in the movie. And it was, and I get, I my from my understanding is they shot some extra stuff just for the trailer, uh-huh. which I kind of actually like when they do it because in the trailer you think they're giving a whole bunch of stuff away, but then when you watch the movie and it's not there, you realize they really didn't. But there's a scene where well, and that's that's kind of a that's kind of like a a, a huge uh, problem too with movies nowadays. They'll they'll give away everything yeah. in a trailer yeah and then you well, go to the movies and you realize oh the five best parts of this movie were already in the trailer if you remember correctly though in the trailer there's a, a scene where she's literally sitting in a chair sitting on a couch staring at a chair and somebody walks in and she goes there is somebody sitting right in that chair across from me mm. that was not in the movie yeah wasn't there yeah there's actually some other stuff too that was not in the movie that was in the trailer mm-hmm. and i kind of like the fact that a lot of these directors are 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 from and, and from what I read, this was intentional. They filmed extra stuff specifically for it to not give away things in the movie. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm into it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And then if they release it as uh, as you know, extra scenes, deleted scenes mm-hmm. in the extras for the 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 Blu-ray or whatever, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, I I love the idea of cutting cutting together a trailer because a trailer to me is um more the like they they used to they used to cut together <laughs> like look at the look at the the very famous trailer for uh texas chainsaw massacre uh which one was it two the one with kane hotter uh three three it had nothing to do with the movie no not but all. it gave you everything that you needed to know sure it was gonna be over the top it was gonna be you know it was it was leatherface by a lake with a chainsaw a, a, a completely chromed out chainsaw coming out of the lake it's everything that you needed to know about the third movie <laughs> yeah had nothing to do with the nothing. third movie and that's a bit of an extreme example but like i i love the fact that you know people have the foresight to shoot things that sure. You're not going to see in the movie necessarily, and you're you're still giving people the essence of what the movie is going to be without actually giving away any of the good parts. I agree. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, when um, blah blah blah. Wow, what was what was her name? Cecilia. So Cecilia, Cecilia escapes from Adrian. Adrian is her her boyfriend. I don't believe husband, but boyfriend. Yeah. And um, Adrian apparently ends up killing himself. Uh, we come to find out. And uh, uh, Cecilia's sister comes and says, you don't need to shut me out anymore. You don't need to hide anymore because Adrian is dead. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a good portion of this movie, excuse me, the burps are real from the pumpkins, <laughs> the pumpkin beers. They're, they're coming out tonight. Uh, Adrian is thought to have killed himself. His brother supposedly found him uh, in his house. And uh, Cecilia ends up getting like, was it, five million dollars or six million dollars something like that five million dollars paid out over like three or four years yeah something yeah like that. a big yeah. sum of money though coming from his estate because they claimed that he left it for her. and uh 
the, the movie is basically her coming to grips with the fact that she's free, but then realizing that she's not because she keeps feeling like there's somebody with her, even though she can't see him. Yeah. Um, this all could have been avoided, though, I will say, if if she was that close to him and she had that kind of pull, if she would have just asked to see a body, this could have all been over with. Because clearly, there would have been no body for her to see if he wasn't actually dead. Yeah, I, I don't know, though. I like, was wondering th- why she didn't do that. Think about the... Well, they weren't married. Sure. But, if you're, but still, if you're a significant other, you could identify the body. Be yeah, the that. body had already been identified by Tom, his brother. That's true, I suppose. Um, and if you're not, if you're not, if you're not his spouse, and you snuck away and left him in the middle of the night, the the rest of the family has no obligation to, you know. But keep, nobody knows keep you that, involved. Though. But nobody knows that. Nobody but knows what. From my understanding, nobody really knew that she had snuck away like that because he had still left all the money in his will and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it seemed like Tom knew about it. I think I think that she still should have tried, though. I thought it was weird that she didn't even try to go see the body. Like, I have to see that he's dead in order to believe it kind of thing, you know? I'm surprised that wasn't a thing that came up. I was half expecting that. And then also, another thing that didn't make sense to me, and this didn't ruin the movie for me by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a question that I had. If he was as controlling as they make him out to be in this movie, how did she have security access to all of his like security cameras and all that stuff in the house? You would given given the the way they've painted these two people, he would never have given her access to that kind of stuff if he was that controlling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought it was a little bit weird that she had access to literally everything of his. Yeah. Even before he knew she was leaving him, you know? I thought that was a little bit weird. Yeah, that's a little bit strange. Um, it's, 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 it's anti-type I'm, for what they were kind of yeah. painting him to be. Yeah, I'm trying to justify it. Like, unless he, I guess, two, two possible scenarios are she somehow figured out what the passwords were and then added herself as an administrator to the whole that thing. Seems, that seems a bit far-fetched. Seems unlikely. Yeah. Or just... You know, he was controlling in certain ways, and then he would yeah, never let he, he yeah, would never right, let her though. leave. He would though, never, yeah, you know, yeah, he would, he, he would never let that get set up to where she could just very easily put a password in and disable everything and be gone. You know, yeah. I don't know that 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 seemed a bit weird to me. Um, that being said, at the same time, though, story. at the same time, though, if you're if you're living in a home where you know, like. Uh, I, you you would want everybody in your house to know security codes to like disengage alarms. If, yeah, that's not true. if you're that controlling. Yeah, that's yeah. You just would. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out ways yeah. that. But you're right. Like, there's really no way to justify her no. having the co- <clears throat> the codes to everything. It's completely <clears throat> against type for a person with that type of um that type of control issues yeah, to God give somebody complex. yeah to give somebody that you know mm-hmm. that just seems weird to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just didn't it just didn't do anything for me. That being said, like I said, the whole rest of this movie though I think was great. I think this this movie lives in its tension mm. because every part of this movie, because you can't see him and you don't know where he is, it's built in tension. Like it's it's it automatically has this air of your hair standing up because you just don't know. It's honestly one it's that's one of the scariest ideas to me. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> there are so out of the universal monsters 
uh, werewolves I am genuinely afraid of because I don't know if it's a choice that I've made in my brain, but I actually think that there are werewolves somewhere. Maybe you're just afraid of hairy men. Maybe I'm afraid of hairy men. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's... That could be just what it is. You hate body hair. So <laughs> I do hate body hair. Maybe maybe that one year that we lived with fucking Brian, I, I somehow gained... You step this, into the shower like, oh my God, there was a werewolf I, here. I gained this phobia of hairy men, which transitioned <laughs> into this phobia of, of, of werewolves. But like the the invisible man idea sure he's a man he's like he he's immortal there's nothing really uh supernatural about him uh-huh. especially in this one at least, where, I say, at especially least in this, this one, one yeah. where he's using technology to to be invisible but it's it's so scary nonetheless yeah like some of the scenes in this movie, uh, the the, like, the sheet scene where he's pulling the sheets yeah, down, wow, totally. Oh, so that's scary. like paranormal activity type. Oh yeah, yeah. So fucking scary. At the end and of knowing that it was a human doing it was equally as effective yeah. as thinking that it was a a demon doing it. Yeah. You know, I wake up sometimes in the morning and like my 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 blankets that I had pulled up to my chin when I went to bed are now halfway down my bed. I get that feeling sometimes. Like, who the fuck took my sheets off me? I know it was probably me, but my stupid brain is telling me that there's either a ghost or somebody broke into my house and is like the the sheet monster and uh, is pulling my shit down. Having lived with you and shared a bedroom with you for a year uh, back in 2007, I can tell you what it is. What is that? You hardcore dance in your sleep. Oh, is that what it is? (laughs) I guess not hardcore dance. You're more of a skanker. You skank, uh, you skank in your sleep. It's the suicide machines. They yeah. come on in the middle of the night, and I just can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, I get it. I get it. So it makes sense. It wouldn't shock me, though, if I if I ever videotape <laughs> myself sleeping, and I'm like bicycle kicking in my sleep to pull my my sheets down to the words the end of the bed. <laughs> do you spaz? Do you spaz out? You think? No. Like if you no. wake, like if you if you wake up in that half like sort of half conscious no. state in the middle of the night, and you're all sweaty, do you just like fucking? <laughs> Just hulk no, out if and I throw your up, covers off. If I wake up and I'm all sweaty, it's one of two things. Either uh, I woke up because I couldn't fucking breathe you were for watch- some reason. You were watching Cops. Oh. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Three reasons. I was watching Cops. Or I went to bed watching that spontaneous combustion Unsolved Mysteries video. <laughs> and I was overheating because I was about to spontaneously converse. Of course. That's it. Converse. That, that's that's the reason. But um, yeah. So, the, so this movie, she, um, the main chick, uh, Cecilia, she ends up uh, alienating everybody around her. You know, she ends up uh, James, the guy that she's living with. Uh, he has a daughter named Sydney, and Cecilia and Sydney are actually pretty close. And she ends up hitting, or or, or, or James thinks that that Cecilia ends up hitting his daughter. So he takes her out of the house. So she's by herself in this, and this is kind of like the. Uh, the first main showdown, if you will, with uh, Cecilia and uh, the Invisible Man, mm-hmm. um, and she does a th- she empties one bag of coffee under the ground, which is the equivalent of about seventeen bags of coffee <laughs> on the ground. I know that we're supposed to sp- suspend our disbelief, but I'm a coffee drinker, and I understand how much coffee is in a bag. <laughs> Fuck you, Universal. <laughs> was, I call bullshit. That was a, that was at least five eleven ounce bags. <laughs> Point is, though, she's in the house and she's doing all this stuff, or whatever. And this is where the tension really kind of starts to build because you know she isn't crazy. Like you know that there is somebody else there. Well, the cool thing is, 
for the I mean it's it's called the Invisible Man, so we pretty much know what we're getting into, right? Sure. But um, for the first you know third of the movie, everything that starts happening is sort of explainable. A little bit. It's sort of like like she might still well, especially because be, of the psychosis that she, she went yeah, to. Like she's like psychosis is that the right word? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, well, if she's envisioning things, I suppose maybe. I I suppose the trauma, so. the trauma that she's been through though is causing all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 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 things that happen like uh like uh Sydney being punched in the face. Like the way we saw it, the audience, we saw it from uh from Cecilia's point of view sort of. Yeah. So she saw an invisible hand slapping Sydney across the face. There's, but there's still. Go ahead and say that to some medical professionals. <laughs> oh, she, somebody grabbed her hand and did it themselves. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. they still they still set it up to where you might be watching just a woman having a, a complete mental breakdown. Yeah. Thinking she's being tor- tortured by her invisible ex boyfriend, and kind of everything like he's in, here if, but he's invisible <laughs> if this was a different i think we even said this the other night if this was a different movie and it wasn't the invisible man they could have completely spun it into it was her the whole time sure oh, absolutely and she was just losing her mind absolutely. and she was doing all these terrible things if they would have done and that trying with to this pin movie, it though, on her invisible husband if they would have done that with this movie i would have been so upset because oh yeah that sure. completely defeats the purpose right. of the universal monster right even having him do it via technology i think defeats the purpose of it being a universal monster um that's just my opinion but you know it is what it is it's this one so this one was updated for you know 21st century viewers and, Movie and de- yeah and definitely yep. brought in the uh, the technology aspect aspect and everything I didn't completely hate it. No, I I actually um, really enjoyed the movie. No, I love the movie. Love I, I'm saying as far as like the actual, uh, as far as the actual method of attaining invisibility. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, you know, so like the original uh, Invisible Man was it was all experimentations and medicine and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, this one kind of bases it more in reality because there are things that I, that can actually achieve this sort of effect to sure. a certain degree sure. nowadays. Um, but like I was saying earlier, like, why can't we just keep, why can't we, why can't we get back to more supernatural ideas in movies? No, I, I wish that you could, like I said, I'm kind of sick of the, I'm kind of sick and tired of <laughs> all of these new movies having to be explained through technology. Like, no, yeah. like, no, like the, these old sci-fi horror tropes are what worked before you know Mm -hmm. people want to go into these movies because they're they're science fictiony because they're they're out of this world you know you want to see the impossible happening Mm -hmm. don't explain it away by by shit that it actually exists like it it kind of defeats the purpose you know i don't know it's 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 a fun factor too you can't take the fun out of it when it's explainable right I want I want to see a dude that can literally turn himself invisible. How? Who fucking cares? You did it. <laughs> that, that's the point some, of it. Some know? drugs. Um, that's how. There's there's a whole other story in this in this uh, in this movie though with uh, Adrian's brother and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. We're not going to give it away. It's a newer movie, so I don't want to give away too many spoilers. Yeah. Uh, suffice it to say that uh, it's a good movie. And do you have uh, any favorite parts of this movie? Favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really enjoyed. Um, 
when she was in the mental hospital and she's playing like she's believing everything or whatever and she ends up stealing a pen from Tom's the brother's uh briefcase. Oh yeah. And so it's like she hides it in her in her room, right? And it's almost like she goes she goes into the shower, she's being very vulnerable. And that's right when Adrian in the invisible suit attacks her and she fucking grabs the pen and starts stabbing him over and over. Well, and she and she pretend like she pretends to be committing suicide. Yeah, yeah. To get she, his attention. She takes the fountain pen and starts to slice through her wrist. There's a reason for it. I'm not gonna give it away. There's right. a reason for it. But but yeah, uh, and he makes himself known, and that was like her drawing to get him there. She grabs him, and then she fucking starts stabbing the shit out of him. <laughs> and I loved it because that was the scene of the movie where the turn was, where she proved to herself mm-hmm. that she wasn't crazy. Yeah, that was that right there was the big turning point where there's no going back. She fucking knows this is happening, yeah. and nobody's going to convince her of otherwise. Yeah, and I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. Um, I really like the scene, even though uh, I, I think it was just like pure shock factor. Spoilers here, pure shock factor. Um, the the dinner scene with her and her sister. Oh yeah, because she finally like so. Adrian, don't give it away. Don't a- give it away. Adrian sends her sister a letter, but from the email of Cecilia saying, "I wish you were dead." Yeah. Uh, you're suffocating me. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And so they like suddenly the sisters, you know, thinks that's that's where they're gonna fall out. Like they're not gonna talk to each other anymore. And she uh, agrees to meet up with her at a restaurant. <laughs> and and there's the this scene is all going <laughs> perfectly well. And like and 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 Cecilia is finally starting to to convince um, Emily. Of what's going on, uh-huh. and starting to kind of get her back on her on her page and on her team, and then <laughs> you don't want me to give this away. I'm not. I won't give it away. But Cecilia looks to her left, and you just see her realize that there's something off about what's going on, and it leads to one of the most shocking scenes in. Like, it super was. Yeah. My jaw dropped. I was like, holy it shit. Comes, <laughs> it comes out of fucking nowhere. Absolutely comes yeah. out of nowhere. And I was like, I was like, man, it was it, it, it was one of the more sad scenes because you didn't think like what was gonna happen was gonna happen. And and I was just but it happens so fast, you're like, you almost can't even register it. Like it took me a second to catch up a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. And I I thought that was a great scene. And then it was contrasted well by one of the ending scenes where essentially the same thing happens. Yeah, actually, yeah, you know you're what right. I'm talking about yeah, it's a callback. It was sort of a an eye for you an did, eye. You did this, I'm gonna do this. Sort of an eye yeah. for an eye sort of thing. Yep. So it's it was it was cool. I like that scene. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Um, I think at this point we can just we can both very confidently say that we recommend the Invisible Man. I loved it. I thought I it was it such too. a good movie. Yep. So tense. Like I, I honestly, there. It's it's been a while since I've had a movie made me sort of hold my breath as much as this one has. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that, it was honestly. An edge, it, was, it was literally an edge of your cedar. We yeah. Both, we both did it. I wasn't know, it e- sounds cliche, but... I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Like, I didn't I, I didn't really know... Just from the trailers and stuff, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think it was going to be crazy. I, I didn't think it was going to be okay. I, I honestly thought it was just going to be like a run-of-the-mill yeah. remake. Yeah. But it, they really... They went for it, man. Yeah. They... They uh they pulled it off really well. They really did. Um, okay, so 
phone at you there. Holy crap. Uh, moving on. That wasn't even a me. All right, guys, no. moving on. That was me from when I was 13. That's 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 my now James at 13 <laughs> voice. Um, moving on to the uh, to the next movie of the night, Depraved, mm-hmm. from 2019, directed by Larry Fessenden. Uh, Larry Fessenden's done a crap Fessenden. ton of stuff. Fessenden, I, whatever. Fessenden. Fessenden. Uh, he's done a, a, a crap load of work. I didn't know that he was a producer on... Um, on House of the Devil, which is one of our f- most favorite <clears throat> fucking slow burn movies of all yeah. time, uh, he's just he's done so much work. Look him up if you're not familiar with him, but he's done so much good work. Uh, and he directed this. Uh, the synopsis here is: a delusional field surgeon suffering from PTSD makes a man out of body parts and brings him to life in a Brooklyn loft. Gee, James, what Universal monster movie is this? The Wolfman, obviously. Oh, fuck. Did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, no, this is obviously the uh, the modern take on Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the most perfect version of what we were kind of talking about, a modern interpretation. Yeah. Um, you know, the original Frankenstein movie was all about Dr. Frankenstein, really. And the second half was more or less the monster was alive, but you never really deep dove into the monster. You got a couple of scenes like him with the little girl, him with the townspeople, him being afraid, and then they kill him, right? But they never really deep dove into how Frankenstein's monster actually felt, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's what this movie was. This movie was almost 100% about the experience of the monster. I'd say this movie was actually. Uh, granted, I haven't seen the original Frankenstein in a long, long time. Sure. Well, did you, good. It's good. You should. Did you rewatch it for this? I watched it about six months ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, this movie, as far as like, as far as what the monster is actually going through, this movie's pretty, pretty true to the book in tone. Have you read the book? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the book deals with like. Like this, all this stuff with like villagers carrying torches coming to you know murder the monster and stuff. That stuff's not in the book. Oh, really? It's not. Okay, I've That's not. A, I've not actually read the. book. That was so. all from the movies. Um, okay. The book really has a lot to do with, um, the monster retelling his story. Okay. To at one point in time, he's telling his story to Victor Frankenstein, trying to get him to understand why he is the way he is. And then Victor Frankenstein retelling the story to uh, some sailors who who save him so, when they catch him when they find him trying to catch the monster. So in the original Mary Shelley novel, then Frankenstein's monster becomes way smarter than he is in the movies, to where he can actually talk and <clears throat> communicate and the whole deal. Yeah, he actually he hides out in a shed that's okay. that's like uh, like butted up against a house. And there's a crack in the wall between the house and the shed, and he lives in that shed for like months and months. Interesting. Okay. Watching the family and learning how to uh, speak and write and 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 all that. And okay. Okay. So and I had and, no idea that was a part of the book. Yeah, and he can actually he can speak. He spends a like several uh, times in the book trying to like uh, connect with people and trying to explain to them why he shouldn't be looked at as a monster like you know like so it's not just her right as it is in the movie no he's actually he's actually okay 
after is it a, fair to say that this is a more faithful adaptation? Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I, like the way that, so the way that uh, Adam wakes up in this movie, he wakes up, he's completely uh, just disheveled. <laughs> disheveled, like yeah, he has no idea what's going on, and then and then Henry uh, kind of teaches him almost like you teach a baby. He starts off with like puzzles. They're doing puzzles on the floor. Like he's having him watch kids programming and stuff like that. And that's that's essentially how the monster is in the Mary Shelley novel. Like he he has to, he wakes up and he's has no idea what's going on around him. The world is a scary place because everything is just it's just information flying at sure, him. Sure, sure. And he gradually kind of learns in bits and pieces as he goes along. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how Adam was in this movie. Um, yeah, I would say a hundred percent. This movie is 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 more of a faithful, which <laughs> seems weird to say, because the original Frankenstein movie is such a classic sure, horror sure. movie. But as far as like the actual storyline goes, the adaptation from Mary Shelley herself. I'd yeah, say that. I'd say that this one is. It's that's that's at, actually really at least as far as the monsters experience. Yeah. Which this movie is the monster's experience, though. Like that's that's what this movie is. Like, yes, you have a lot of uh, you have a lot of other experiences from um, uh, Polidori and um, what's his Henry Henry. Uh, they're they're the two that are kind of collaborating on this project of bringing the dead back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry is the the surgeon, the brilliant um, medicine man, basically, and uh, Polidori is the guy that is. He, he knows how to market this. Mm-hmm. He's the one that wants to get the drug that uh, they're giving him onto market and say, hey, this drug can basically bring people back from, from the dead yeah. is what it is. And it's a story of greed. It's a story of... It's a sad story. It's... Um, well, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, uh, It's very much a drama, yeah. honestly. It's melodrama, not really a horror totally. movie. It's a melodrama, for sure. Yeah. Which a lot of the early Universal Monster movies were, though. Right. Actually, I would say most of them were. Well, and that's that's in line with, uh, especially with this one, the the original Mary Shelley novel. It's not it's not really a horror novel. Mm-hmm. Like there's some horrific things that happen, but it's it's mostly a a sad story yeah. about a misunderstood being, you know, mm-hmm. who's just trying to make it make it in the world and 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 trying to find some sort of love and and is looked at as a monster the whole time. Sure. Um. And freaks out and becomes violent as a result, which is exactly what happens in this movie. Yeah, there's there there there's a couple of touch tone moments that happen in this movie that are one hundred percent. I was waiting for it, knowing the original movie. I was like, I was waiting for certain beats to happen to see if that's what they were going to do, and there were. You know, you have you have the um, the the scenes of him putting them together, right? You have the scenes of him coming to life for the first time, and mm-hmm. he's like a child. You have the scene in the original movie where Frankenstein sees that girl, and he's completely empathetic, and and he's a good guy, right? And then he freaks out, kills the girl. There's a woman at the end of the story that he meets in a bar, Stormy, from uh, from Odd Thomas. You know, uh, Amber Amber Timlin is that her name? Addison Timlin. Addison Timlin. She is not ugly. Um, she is. We haven't done it. We haven't done it in a while. To be clear. Lay me down. Lay you down. Um, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, so she becomes 
his infatuation and kind of like the little girl, not the little girl was in infatuation, but like kind of in the same breath though, he meets her and ends up killing her because he freaks out, Mm. you know? So that's, that's very, very much along those same lines. And then you have at the very end of the movie, the fire. So they hit all of the same beats of the original movie. However, they do tell a very unique story completely different than mm-hmm. the original. Yeah. This is a perfect adaptation. A retelling into the modern era, you know, adaptation of the Frankenstein story. I think it's perfect. I really do. Is there a so like I said I haven't seen the original movie in a long time. Is there a is there a character like Polidori in the original? Um no, I think if, if if memory serves the in the original movie, it was pretty much Doctor Frankenstein and Eeyore were the two that were doing everything. Well, Polidori even says in this movie though, "Oh, I, I am your I am Igor. Igor." Yeah, he was basically, and he, and he Igor, makes yeah. reference to that because he says he says Henry. Yeah, he says Henry, not like Victor, not like or he says he says you're not Victor, you're Henry, yeah. like the movie Frankenstein. This was Doctor uh, Henry Frankenstein. The clip from our from the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Polidori, by the way, was played by Josh Leonard, which, did you recognize Josh Leonard? He looked vaguely familiar. I did not look him up, though. He's from a little film called The Blair Witch Project. Oh, shit. Who was he? He was Josh. Oh, (laughs) fuck. The main, like, the main dude? Well, there was three of them, and he was the one named Josh. The main Josh. (laughs) He was the one that got kidnapped in the middle of the night, and then he was screaming off in in the darkness. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. So he didn't die in that movie. The Blair Witch Project is bullshit. Yeah, the Blair Witch Project, by the way, guys, not completely historically accurate. It's not it's not a true story. So so the I know that you guys all thought it was for all these years. I'll tell you what. But I've been lied to. I was I'm had. sorry, dude. I was had. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I loved this movie i i, I really did didn't know what to expect going in this is a larry festin movie larry festin does a lot of low budget stuff or whatever Fessenden. but he's what, <laughs> how many f- what do i keep saying festin and what is it festin festin okay you're missing an n i'll keep adding the n i apologize <laughs> um it's larry, not it's larry not, not is, that big of a deal <laughs> it's just that i'd like you to get it right once i, I, I literally you just, just did, did. Larry Bravo. F- Larry Fessenden. <laughs> you fucking that, that was intentional. Um, no, he's he's made his mark though on a lot of like um you know, you know, not I'm gonna say indie films, low budget films, but like you know, lesser known films. Sure, sure. But he's a cult guy kind of guy. Oh, totally. Like everybody in the cult industry like knows who he is. Um and he's had a he's had a heroic fucking career. Uh I had no idea this movie was uh directed by him because I had heroic, I had, heroic fucking forehead too. Yeah, uh, I had always I had heard of this film long before I realized that it was him that directed it. But uh, it's yeah, it's one of those movies that I thought the first the first half of the movie I thought moved a little bit slow. I understand why it did, and I think that it was right for doing so. Yeah, I was going to say said, not to I its, still not, think it was a little bit slow. Oh, I was going to say not to its detriment, really. Like I kind of knew what I was going. Like I didn't. I didn't really expect this to be a horror movie. This movie was was two hours long. I think that if they would have cut maybe fifteen minutes off of the first half, it would have just maybe flowed a little bit better. You're probably right. That's all I'm saying. You're probably I'm right. I'm not asking but there for was, that much, but you yeah, know. they probably could have cut out cut out like uh, 
they kind of cut out a little bit of like his learning process. Yeah, there was a lot of it because they jump right into it. The first what fifteen minutes of the movie shows Alex, who Alex is the is the character who the brain of Adam belongs to. Yeah. If that makes any kind of sense, well, it's a Frankenstein up, story here. So they so, set up so they set up this us. love story in the beginning of the movie where you have Alex and Lucy. Yeah, and you think, oh, this this is a cute couple. They have their issues, but they're gonna they're gonna work it out. In all fairness, Alex is kind of an asshole. Alex was an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah, Lucy was like the dream girl who just fucking wants to love you and make babies with you. Cute as a freaking button, cute dude. as a button. Um, and Alex is like, don't fucking bring up kids to me, you bitch. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Literally, dude, I hope you get killed. Boom. Killed. Look at that. <laughs> he's, he's a bit Wish of a shit. come true. He's a bit of an asshole. He yeah, is. he's kind of a cock, but uh, and probably didn't deserve to die. No. Um, but he his brain becomes the brain of uh of um Adam. Adam. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few flashbacks where he's like he's trying to find his way in the world now that he's a you know giant freak monster, but also he's starting to remember. That's what, that's what I call him a dick. <laughs> just, just just so you know. Uh, what Adam? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, that's but uh. <laughs> but he's also having like kind of these weird flashbacks. They do this weird overlay thing on the screen too, where it's um. In any other situation, I would have said it was kind of corny, but they're actually. It's almost like they're showing you the process of his uh, um, intellect, like his neurotransmitters in his brain, oh, sort of yeah, like yeah. reconnecting. Are you like the about syn- the- or the synapses in his head are like in his brain are re- reconnecting with each are you other. About the lightning things that kind of happen all the time. The lightning and the weird like uh, you didn't like that. It's it's not that I didn't like it. It was just it was. Uh, I like the the lightning one for sure. I liked because it was suggestive of the first one where sure. they used lightning to bring him back to life, and and the, that was the one that was the most that looked like sort of the like the um like if you took a cross section of a brain, you saw the branches, yeah. the capillaries, the you know different channels that blood goes through and the synapses and stuff like that that's that's the one that but then there were other weird ones where they just looked like psychedelic shapes on the I screen i kind of liked it though i, I didn't it, i didn't dislike it i was just it was just kind of weird how many you said psychedelic think about how many drugs were being pumped into yeah the he was on a lot of drugs you know they they kept this guy in so many drugs to to a help with the bonding about the limbs the brain all you know the rejections and all well that no stuff. and i and i did say it was kind of cool like every time they would inject him they would almost they would show uh, like an overlaid, overlaid picture of of like ink being injected into water and how just, it disperses, and it I would like be suggestive though, of what it was doing in his bloodstream. I felt like that was a visual representation of his attitude, though. Yeah, or, or oh, his yeah. mental state. And I, yeah. I actually really liked that. I didn't think that was bad at all. That was one of my more, one of my more favorite parts, honestly. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm not saying it was bad. I really liked the idea. It was just. It was kind of like. That was a bit much. It was not not a bit much. It was just kind of striking. Like it, it it would it would almost sort of it would almost sort of overshadow certain emotions that he was showing on yep. his face. Yeah. Because you were seeing all these weird overlays on the screen and stuff. Well, but I'm not really complaining about it. I definitely got what they were going for. I thought it was still cool. Sure. I thought I thought that it was a, a, an interesting way to to kind of get across in a visual sense what he was feeling 
when that stuff happened. So I, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. I also thought that um, this version of, you know, quote unquote Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. was was more almost a, a, a smash up of Bub from Day of the Dead mm. mixed with Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Because the way that he was learning, the way that he acted in the beginning, it was very much Bub. Yeah. It really was. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool. I thought he was that, showing him music and stuff like that. And, exactly, and, he was yeah. learning. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of the, um, you know, for, with Frankenstein's monster, I haven't seen all of the original sequels. Yeah. But even in the original one, though, he was very much kind of a. There was glimpses of him having understanding of things, but but by and large, he was just kind of a mindless monster. You know, yeah. whereas uh, in something like Day of the Dead, they train him and they teach him and mm-hmm. he he becomes more human mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened with adam in this version of frankenstein right. you know like he was doing that exact same thing and, and i love that a lot um i will say this there's there's a couple of scenes where um uh polidori, polidori who is polidori is um, the financier. The financier, yeah. yeah. He's he's the kind of guy behind the scenes that wants to take all the credit for everything, mm. even though, um, what's his fault? Henry. Henry is doing all of the work, basically. Right, right. And uh, Polidori convinces Henry to let him take Adam out for a night. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, oh, we're just going to drive him around town, let him see the world, no big deal. So Henry lets him go. Polidori, though... Uh, I never thought that I would ever in my life see a movie where they brought Frankenstein to a strip club. <laughs> that was a bit. That was a bit uh, jarring. Didn't expect that. I actually liked this whole scene. This whole. I, I thought it was interesting. Or this whole yes. this whole sequence of them out on the town. I enjoyed the whole thing because it, it was it was interesting seeing essentially Frankenstein's monster being you know kind of paraded paraded around new york city is that where they were new york city Um, yeah i think so paraded around new york city to all the different you know nightclubs bars strip clubs uh museum he takes them to the to the museum at one point in time Mm -hmm. and the stuff that he was saying to him was pretty he was he was kind of spitting knowledge at him not even knowledge more like philosophical stuff at him and a lot of what he was saying philosophically was like pretty interesting stuff, and uh, I kind of I liked the way he was treating him. Like he was treating him more human, even he though was, even though he but... had even though he had ulterior motives. His mo like Polidori was more so like he definitely wanted to turn this into something like a, a lucrative thing for him. Like he knew that basically this monster was going to be a, a paycheck for him at yeah, some point yeah. in time, but he took him out on the town and he treated him like, like a human. I I agree with like that he to he a was he was extent, speaking yes. to him like an adult. You know what I mean? And I don't think that maybe you should give a guy that was brought back from the dead and that is made up of multiple body parts. Maybe don't give him booze and cocaine. That seems ill-advised. It does. It seems very ill-advised. It does, but he it was like Polidori was kind of the firecracker, you know? Like he was like he was more so like where where Henry was all about the scientific method. Every once in a while the scientific method should should diverge into a little bit of chaos. And I that's get what that. Polidori just... was. Like Polidori was the chaos. He took him out for a night out of the town, he gave him booze, he gave him cocaine. And and he told and he him took, not to listen to the guy that he, he lives took him, with. Yeah. Took him to a strip club, and he's just like he's like, 
Let's see what happens if we introduce a little bit of chaos but into this situation. But him going to the strip club ultimately led to him killing a woman. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that it you was know, a good like, decision. I'm just saying that I actually liked that sequence of the movie. I liked the sequence. I just think that uh, in, the, in the narrative of the story, though. Oh, yeah. It was a terrible like, decision. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, awful. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, like, at, at its heart, like, Henry, it, Henry was sort of a weird character because... There were times, there was this one scene in the beginning of the movie where he's teaching uh, Adam how to play ping pong, right? Ping pong. Be- ping pong. Because he just wanted to to uh, sharpen up his gross motor skills. I guess that, would that be considered yeah. gross motor skills or fine motor skills? Absolutely. Fine motor skills, probably. Either or. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and Adam's actually starting to get good at it and he's, you know, they're volleying back and forth. Fuck! <laughs> The the reaction that Adam had at that point, yeah, made me feel so bad for him. Like he's this big dude. He's got to be uh, the actor who plays Adam has got. He's got to be six four, six five. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it's a huge dude. But he he does a he does a really good job of kind of acting like a child who doesn't know any better. Sure, and he's just trying to make his dad happy, like his dad being Henry. All he knows is that Henry brought him into this world, right? And they're playing ping pong back and forth, and he wins the point, and and Henry kind of loses his shit, and he's like, "Fuck!" Yeah. And, and the and the reaction that Adam gives, like where he immediately he thinks like he did something wrong, his yeah. whole posture goes from like his shoulders shrink and his hands go go in front of him, and he sort of starts like like uh, twiddling like twiddling his fingers. He's scared. His, yeah, like he's scared because like, he thinks he did something wrong. Yeah, that was such an effective sure part to the uh, to the movie to like to um for that actor to the way he played it. I was like, he's a child, you know. Even though Adam ends up killing a woman or actually a couple of people, he's still the most sympathetic character in the entire movie. The same way that Frankenstein was. Because you feel you feel for him because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't see, understand a, what's going on. See, Frankenstein's one of the most... Frankenstein's monster, I should say, is one of the most polarizing characters in <clears throat> the universe, like the, the universal monsters world. Yeah. And also just in the literary world because a lot of people cannot decide whether it's the blame rests entirely on um, uh, Henry Frankenstein or Victor Frankenstein, yeah. depending on what, what version of the story or you're the going monster. with. Or the monster. Yeah. Uh, because the monster, like in the Mary Shelley novel, the monster learns all about, you know, he, learned, he learns how to speak, he learns how to write, he learns about human emotion, and then continues to kill people simply out of spite. Sure. Just to get back at uh, Victor Frankenstein. Okay. Um. So, but at the same time, he's doing that because Victor Frankenstein abandoned him because he was so disgusted by what he had created. Sure. So he was just reacting out basically for for being abandoned. Right. Yeah. So it's very polarizing though because it's it's like it's like well is it is it is it Frankenstein's fault or is it the monster's fault or like really who's who's to blame for everything that really happened here? Did you think that um when Stormy I I freak, Shelley in this uh in this Movie. Shelley, as in Mary Shelley. Yeah, as in, of course. Yeah, it, it was one of those things I kind of hated again. I thought it was a little bit more acceptable in this movie. There's but actually it was still there's actually four or five characters I know in this movie are. that have. This was the most um, 
aggressive of them all, I feel like, you know, having somebody named Shelly. Mary Shelly, of course. Well, not really. I mean, his girlfriend's name was Liz. I, and, I get it. I do. I get it. I think that the Shelly one, though, was the one that stuck out the most to me. I don't hold it against it. It wasn't as big of a deal as Cunningham Road to me. You know, that, that was this one was less than. Mm-hmm. But my point is, though, is that um, I thought that when when Adam killed Shelly, I'm like, oh, God, are we going to get Bride of Frankenstein here? Like, I thought for sure they were going to bring her body back and they were going to bring her alive, too, to give him a girlfriend that was on the same level as Adam. Yeah. I thought for sure we were going to get, like, a, a Frankenstein slash Bride of Frankenstein in the mm. same movie is what I thought was going to happen. Mm. Um, and then when that didn't happen, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. This is how they're doing it. Like, it was it was a kind of a cool twist because they, they kind of led you in that direction and then just cut it off. You yeah. Know? I thought that was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed it. Well, she kind of took place of, well, not really, because in the, I, I guess in the, in the book, in the movie, in the original movie, when he throws the kid in the river, is that an accident? He gets frustrated. He gets frustrated and he throws her into the river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because in the book, he does that purely out of spite. Yeah. Like he no, ki- he it, kills he kills the little kid purely out of spite. Yeah, he because it's uh it's 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 Henry's the, the little girl has or the Victor's flowers. son or yeah, something. The little girl has the flowers. She gives them to him, and she's throwing them into the into, oh she, into she's throwing oh to, to float. So it's, I think he throws her into the liver river liver into the river, thinking that she's gonna float. Well, like he just doesn't. yeah he yeah. It's, it's it's just he can't comprehend like. But then we're, but then we're throwing things understand. into the we're throwing yeah. things into the river and it's fun and then he's like oh yeah this is fun I'm gonna throw you in the river and then exactly. she drowns exactly yeah but then he but then he knows what he did though and he freaks out about it and right there's a whole thing but yeah right um <laughs> i don't know what do you would you recommend this movie oh i loved this movie i dude. thought it was fantastic i thought it was so good it's yeah. not a horror movie it's uh, a drama it's, at all it's a, it's it's, a melodrama it's, it is literally a yeah it's just yeah. a drama movie uh there's there's definitely some cool uh elements that belong in the horror world well Toward no, the end of the movie. It's no less horror, though, than the original Universal Monsters, though. Right, right, the right. The original Universal Monsters were melodramas. They yeah. really were. Yeah. Um, you know, what They're horror... sad stories. Like, this is, a sad, this is a sad story. Yeah. Horror as we know it today is not what horror was back in the, the early 1900s, right. back when these movies were made. And I think that, that this movie, especially, the, the Invisible Man was more so in tune with today's audiences. Sure. Whereas Depraved actually was was a complete throwback, I think, to the movies of, of Yearn, the movies of yesterday, you know, yeah. the, the, the old classic monster movies. But they did put a, a, a modern twist on it by, we didn't really mention, but like by kind of uh, incorporating modern warfare. Mm-hmm. Because the reason Henry is doing what he does is because uh, he the was a, he was a medic. No, not World no, War II. No, no, I'm a, sorry, Afghan, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah was, he was a medic over there, and he basically started experimenting with sewing well, limbs onto people but, and stuff like that. But that's the thing; it was set in the current day, but it was still it still had the early 1900s sensibilities to the story. Right, right, you right. Know? It was still that. It was still more. Um, you know, uh, in tune to those kind of movies. Yeah. Which I, which I really appreciated and I really, really loved. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I thought it was so. a great movie, man. Yep. I really, I really liked it a lot. Uh, that one was on Hulu. 
Correct. So if you have a Hulu subscription, it's free, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, check it out. It I can't believe it has a 5.3 on IMDb. There's probably a bunch of people who are just a bunch of, I don't know, assholes who are purists. Morons. I don't know if they're purists for Frankenstein or something like that, but this was this is not a 5.3 movie. I'd say it's a good, it's a... Seven. It's a solid seven. Solid seven. Honestly, uh, yeah, it's yeah. good. I'd recommend this to anybody. Definitely. Um, Very good movie. I liked it a lot. All right, we good? Yeah, bud. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, normally, this is the end of the month, so we'd be picking for next month. However, we already know what we're doing next week. Uh, next week is going to be the Halloween Hangover Show, so it's going to be part two of this show, so there's going to be two more modern interpretations of classic uh, Universal Monster movies. Yep. So we already know what that's going to be, and because we're keeping it a secret, we don't want to tell you what it is. Yeah. Therefore, uh, we're going to pick uh, for the rest of November next week. That's the plan. Sounds good. So uh, we have a bunch of stuff in the box ready to go. I'm excited to see what we come up with. But um, that's the plan. Uh, there's some other plans in place as well. We'll get there next week. World but, domination. Uh, world domination. What do you? What do you? What, what are your plans tonight? <laughs> Try to take over the Try world. Try to take over the world. <laughs> Same thing we do every night. <laughs> but uh, so just just in case you were wondering for a November uh, a November thing, we'll, we'll we'll get there next week. So, yeah, buddy. There you go. So, uh, in the meantime, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC if you would rather see us in the flesh, which who doesn't want to see us mm. in the flesh? You can find us on Pornhub.com. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube. Uh, uh, at the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, look us up. Uh, we have a show called Trailer Trashed. Um, we do uh, reviews of movie trailers, um, and uh, I, we think it's fun. There's not porn there. I apologize for maybe misleading you. Flesh um, a la mesh. But flesh you know what? If you flood our inbox with wanting to mesh. see porn, maybe there's an only OnlyFans in our future. That's all I'm saying. I'm down. Or mm. only yams. Only yams. <laughs> Where it's just you and me. Eating sweet potatoes. <laughs> Eating sweet potatoes. We should start this. Onlyyams.com. I like that. This is a million dollar idea. Yeah, bud. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, there you go. That's, That's it, show. pal. Hey, happy Halloween, everybody. Hey, happy Halloween. Uh, I, I hope that it was a good one for you. Well, it will be a good one for you. Of course. Um, stay safe. Pass out candy. Don't get anybody sick. You know? Just do be what, a dude. Do what you got to do. Be a dude. Be Don't a be dude. a dick. Be a dude, right? Moral of the story right there. Hey, man. Cheers, Se- bud. Second cheers. It's been uh, it's been a decent time with you tonight. Really? Just decent? Yep. Just decent. All right. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah.